guys, uh, this very special episode 300 Star Wars Force Awakens uh, spoiler app is brought to you by Sherry's Berries. That's pretty cool. Just in time for the holidays, uh, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. And, you know, everything about Sherry's Berries is great, but we're going to make it even better. You're going to be able to double your berries with our coupon code CFN. Yeah, you go to berries.com and you see the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. You click on it. And they've got great stuff. They've got great holiday, you know. But, Graham, let's say I'm a weirdo and I don't like uh, chocolatey. Uh, covered berries. Well, is there something else oh, I could I order? Know. There's so many other things you could get, Chris. There's all kinds of chocolatey covered whatever. Really? They've got all kinds of different things. If you go to berries.com, you can see it. And then you can save money by using coupon code CFN. I don't know why I wouldn't do that. Yeah, why wouldn't you? The savings awakens. <laughs> Yes, it is. The Savings Awaken. Great tie-in, buddy. Oh, 10% off. You are my father. It's so great what they're going to do. So go to berries.com, E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Use coupon code CFN. And now get ready for episode 300, uh, Comedy Film Nerds episode 300 with a Steel Wars mashup recorded live uh, in front of a live audience at Seamus O'Toole's Irish Pub right next door to the theater in the suburban Melbourne in front of about 250 some people uh, and, and fair warning it is a spoiler app it we'll is a, be going over a lot of things that happened yes. in this film so uh, everything key elements the yes. ending <laughs> big stuff that happens so if you haven't seen this uh I, I make your choice. Make your choice. Watch the movie and then listen, and then go to Sherry'sBerries.com. <laughs> Episode three hundred. Here it comes. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders. And you want to know something? I do love Star Wars. And each week I organize an event that shortens my lifespan. Um, the Force is awakened. Uh, I'm not sure I am. So, and I know the person that watched the film next to me was not for some of the film. <laughs> she looks so pretty when she sleeps, though. So, I, I don't know when it was on the podcast that we uh, decided to do uh, this bizarre thing it came up impromptu and I said that would be a weird idea to do a podcast straight after it just to find out whether I can talk after a new Star Wars film cop that haters (laughs) 
I'm here. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm saying it. Misa talking. <laughs> Pretty happy with that. But by a lot of noise, what did you think? It's one that girl there in blue that did not budge. Ah, <laughs> oh, she just did a shrug. Get out. <laughs> She's just disappointed they didn't show the Star Trek trailer. <laughs> now, I have to give it up for um, Kylo Ren, our DJ, uh, no name Nath. Uh, let's hear it for him. Now, that, those, like, those noises, I don't, that was, like, I'm not sure if there is a type of ecstasy that would make that sound good. <laughs> Give us a, a little bit of a, uh, a repeat of that, Nath. That's about enough. That's about enough. <laughs> I said that's about enough. <laughs> that is horrible. All right. Another crazy thing that happened in the podcast um, was when I was in LA and in Jackie's apartment and I had my friend Graham Elwood from the Comedy Film Nerds on and I told him about my silly idea for a podcast and he, in the most exuberant American way possible, was just like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, as if. <laughs> but through the magic of podcasting, I'm going to introduce my co-hosts for the rest of the podcast all the way from Los Angeles, California. Let's hear it for Chris Mancini and Graham Elwood, the comedy film nerds. Comedy film nerds. Comedy film nerd podcast. Where do you want us to sit, dude? We'll sit right here. What's up, Australia? We flew in this morning on a delightful 15-hour flight. Um, so, feeling great. So thank God no, we didn't have to wait in line Yeah. For to see the movie. This was fantastic. So I'm not sure if we're extremely tired or wide awake. <laughs> My force is awoken, bitch. Nice. Oh, shit. Yes. Tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> hashtag work it. Uh, working. This is the coolest thing. Um, and and steal like I just this is why I love podcasting. We're in your fiance's apartment and just go. Oh my like, god, she's renovated. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know it's a great pub. I'm glad she lives in a pub. It's great. Um, and just to say, like it was, I think it was a year ago, and we're like, yeah, we got to do this. And then I counted, and I was like, well, if we do do that, it'll be comedy film nerds episode 300. Yeah. So 
This is uh, so. Thank you for having. By the way, Steel Saunders for putting this together, yeah, you guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and just letting us. Typically American just, we'll take, we're joining, we're bringing, we're going to make you join a war you don't want to be in. All right. (laughs) A Star Wars. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, so it was was really cool. Thank you for for letting us. Thank you for letting us invite ourselves. We appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so this is our episode 300. Uh, This is also the first time we've ever done a comedy film nerds live uh, in another country. So we brought it to this country first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mainly because you have the movie 36 hours before we can see it in yes. America. So, you know, if like Sweden would have had it yesterday, we'd have fucking gone to Sweden. So yeah. would have been a shorter flight. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. So yeah, this and, is... and some really sweet subtitles. Oh yeah, yes. would have been <laughs> subtitles, and they're all going. Yep, yep. or whatever. The, mo- the, the movie would have been bleaker if we would have seen it in Sweden. <laughs> just, everything would have been, the whole scene would have been on yeah. Hoth. Like, weird. Yeah. It's a it's, weird... Everyone would have talked like BB-8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... Han yeah. Solo would have been playing chess with death. <laughs> hmm, looks like he lost that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're also... This is also for what, when we release ours, because I know we're going to release our... Oh, I should just say, if you're listening at home... And you haven't seen the film yet. Stop! Stop yes. right now! Yes. <laughs> Stop! Yes. This yeah, actually, on your iPod, hit the thing that makes it go back 30 seconds. Yeah. And stop. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so this is also what we do at Comedy Filmers. We also do what we call spoiler episodes where we'll take one movie and talk about it all the way through, even including the ending, and that is exactly... So this is our Comedy Film Nerds episode 300, Star Wars, Steel Wars, War, Force Mash Awakened... Up. Mash up. Spoiler episode. Spoiler episode. So anybody listening, like you said, we're going to get into all everything that happened yes. in this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet... First of all, you're an What's asshole. What's wrong with you? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. yeah, we're gonna reveal some serious shit. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to cry when we talk about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that silly prick that didn't have five thousand dollars to burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we should tell that. So we talked about this, and then and then Steel was at at Podfest at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival with Green Guide Letters. And I was like, dude, we got to make this happen. Yeah. And uh, Chris and I were like, well, let's try to get a sponsor. So yeah, we talked so we to tried a couple sponsors and like, that's nah, not going to work out. So what we did is we announced it on the podcast. It's probably not going to work gonna out. It's not going to happen. I even emailed Steele. It's not happening. We're, gonna, we're like, well, we'll do a, a spoiler app at the Improv in Hollywood right. and that'll be cool. And then a fan, donate, we have a donation button on our website, comedyfilmers.com. Take all major credit cards. Yeah. And <laughs> ABP, always be plugging. Um, I just saw Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Um, so, uh, so Stay on target. Stuck- <laughs> 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 Fucking perfect. Yeah. They are um, not the movie references they're looking for. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little film scattered. Um, So, yeah, so this guy donated a thousand bucks. And then he said, uh, if you, um, if I give you guys another four, because we said on the show, it's going to be about five grand to get out here. I mean, the tickets were 2,500 bucks each. So, so we said, and so the guy goes, if I give you guys another $4,000, will you go to Australia and record this episode 300 spoiler? And we're like, fuck yeah. So initially we were thinking, well, why don't we just take the $4,000 and not go? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and buy ourselves stormtrooper, full stormtrooper yes. outfits. Yeah. 
and just green screen with steel and then show we were there. We did think about that. That was yeah. an option. Uh, so I, I, I want to hear this green screen podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a, visually, it'll be yeah. stunning. It'll yeah. be a stunning uh, podcast. So, so yeah, we said absolutely, and I emailed Steele immediately, uh, who was already back here, and and we we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then we we're like, wow, this guy, it'll be great. We'll, I'm sure we'll meet him in Melbourne because yeah. he must be Australian. Nope, lives in Iowa. Yep. <laughs> That's how fucking awesome and crazy podcast slash Star Wars yes. fans are. Yep. Is, He's fans of both of the shows, and he actually said, well, I need both boots on the ground for this. Yeah. So, <laughs> so thank you. His name is Eric Cullen. And, uh, He's an Iowan, mil- Iowan millionaire. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Which means he's got forty grand. That's what it means yeah. in Iowa. <laughs> wow, forty thousand. Someone's getting a new tractor. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty exciting. It's a farm mogul. Yeah. yeah. So well, I, I'm going to tweet his name. My Twitter handle is at Graham Elwood, and we also have at Comedy so, Film Nerds. But we want to thank all you guys, and yeah. we really appreciate. It. We're happy to be here. Yeah, and all of you guys yeah. have come up to us and said thank you. And it's uh, you, Australians. You guys are always so nice. All it's right. so great. We're ready to get into it. Let's fucking go. Sweet. We've got to bring up, we'll bring up a first guest? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our first guest, uh, one of which is a recent uh, interviewee on Steel Wars. Uh, you would know him uh, most famously from the band Silverchair. Please welcome Ben Gillies. And while we're at it, let's welcome up his wife. You'd know her from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. It's Jackie Gillies! Yay! Yeah, I dragged her along. <laughs> hey, you guys. Yeah, we're that good. That was a big bang. <laughs> well, I was, I was paranoid to talk to you before the show, Jackie. Because I'm a psychic. Yeah, and I didn't want you to tell me any spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. I will say um, I've never watched um, Star Wars before, so don't get upset until about six, maybe three weeks ago, my husband made me watch back-to-back all six episodes. And I will say I now consider myself a Jedi. Yeah. No, I absolutely Good. do. Absolutely, 100% do. I now consider you delusional. Yeah. <laughs> well, being psychic, you have to be delusional. Yeah. To make you watch all six is great and half cruel. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, that's a snap. I'm sorry, yeah. point of order. Did you say there's, there were six Star Wars movies prior to this? I'm sorry. I, I, this, uh, this is a quick misconception. I apologize. There's only been three prior to this one. The three prequels, I've heard the term Come prequel. Oh, this is a, hold on, there's the prequels, and that's a common misconception. They're not Star Wars movies, they're educational movies about intergalactic trade tariffs. <laughs> and they're used primarily by college students at the University of Naboo. <laughs> just, sorry, just clearing that. You are the reason George looked so sad on that red carpet <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I will not recognize those movies. I know they kind something ha- somebody made some films with some Star Wars ish stuff in it, Star Wars esque. And uh, this was I just tonight watched the fourth one. Did That's... you did you prep? Did you prep in order for tonight? I have the originals on VHS. Oh nice! You yeah. really prepped, yeah. old school. Dude, yeah, I, dude, I, we've I, been pre- we've been prepping for about three decades now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, when I play Star Wars Monopoly, that's on the screen in the background. Yeah, just nice. sort of yes. kind of get you up to speed on where I'm yeah. coming from a little bit. It's the only time when you watch a Star Wars movie, somebody else adjusts the tracking. 
<laughs> so, Ben, what did you think? I loved it. I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit upset about our friend Han. Oh. Broke my heart. I agree. You know? But I loved... Other than that, you know, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> we still got Luke. No, I'm, I loved at, at, it. At least he touched me before he died. Yeah, yeah. No, but I loved it. It was good. He did touch you, didn't he? Did I see you tearing up? Because I, I was sitting next to Actually, this one, and I swear he was like this, and I was like, "He's got tears coming." I think it was yeah. you. I think it was you telling me about when Paul, Paul, Paul Dempsey was sitting next to you, and he said, "Did you see the whole movie?" And something about you standing on your seat. I was sitting two seats up from Steel, and from the get-go, he was like this, and it was he was slowly rising through the whole film. <laughs> It was hard, man. The, the hand, I, 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 I'm not, I, I'm sort of, when you brought it back up, it, yeah. it registered Thanks. again. Yeah. And I it, mean, let's be honest. You wanted them to reconcile. Hold on a second. Oh, sorry. Graham's on the phone. Sorry. There's a, there's a uh, radio station in Seattle, Washington that wants to do an interview right now. So I'm going to, it's a little noisy. I'm going to step off while you guys talk about it. And then I'll talk to the good people at KOMO in Seattle. Say hi, Melbourne. He's talking to a dial tone. He's done this before. <laughs> What's a radio station? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I can't, I can't even grasp that. I, I can't. We have to talk about other Hans things. Hans gone. Hans gone. I think Adam Driver is going to have to go into hiding for a few weeks. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I can't even talk about it, but... I, That's I why we're here. We have to talk about it. All right, oh. well, you know what? Let's, let's just look at the positive of it. It was a hero's death. <laughs> it was tragic. And it was the end of a hero's journey. So it, was, it, ver- it resonated. He can speak it from really the other did. side, too. He can speak from the other side as well. No, I reckon, I reckon it was... Yeah. No. He can. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, to speak he was to tricked. He, he was tricked. We may see him back as a force ghost. No, <laughs> we might. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, please. No. Yeah, we want a forest ghost. What about um the, the and and it was the scene that I got to see last uh, week. How about that amazing scene that started with uh, Finn having a drink out of the the the. The big monsters, the dirty uh, water, water, the dirty that, water that yeah. led to the reveal of the Falcon and the Falcon fight. How good was that? That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Was that not when they looked over and there was a little bit of a um, like a foreshadowing when they said, "What about that ship?" And right. Ray said, "That's a piece of junk. Right. Doesn't work." Mm-hmm. And then the other one got blown up, and they reveal it under the tarp. Like I think that was the first big like applause of the movie. Right. And and the tarp didn't really cover the whole thing. It was kind of a half-hearted tarping. It really was. It came off pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris is a man that loves a good tarp. Yeah, it is. You know, you're gonna tarp. Don't go half-ass. Tarp it or tarp that shit down. <laughs> Maybe they should have no. got Captain Tarples. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not meant to bring yeah. up the Gungans. <laughs> But it was great. It was great to see the Falcon fly again, and it was really cool to see. Uh, and then when Han and Chewie came back on it, because they were looking for it, 
Uh, and the thing I loved about it, too, was, like, everything you went, well, then how did they find it? So, okay, they were looking for it. Like, everything was kind of addressed, like, logically. That's what I really liked about it, too. I thought uh, it, was, it was well put together. The, the, right, the right amount of nostalgia, but not too much. Exactly. That was what yeah. I loved the most about it. It was a mix of nostalgia for those of us who grew up in the original trilogy, and also it was a new movie on its own. Everything yeah. from the way it was shot, the practical effects, it just hit the right balance, I thought. Speaking of nostalgia, and you're in the middle of this, you know, CG, amazing Falcon chase with the TIE fighters, and then it goes to Finn in the gunner's chair, and he looks at the targeting computer, and it's yeah. the one yeah, yeah, from Star yeah. Wars. That yeah. was, how good was that? It was yeah. great, yeah. Old school. Because that wouldn't have been upgraded and then tarped. Yeah. <laughs> they should leave they, it the way it is. They, if they were big Star Wars fans, they'd get a big tarp that like was the cover of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> you get those windshields with everyone yes. in the cockpit. That would have been great if it was the Millennium Falcon tarp over the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you gonna see it again? Yeah, uh, tonight. Yeah. Are you really saying it tonight? Yeah, really. Nice. I'm going again. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not enough. I need to see it again to really get it. You know what sucked, though? I actually missed, we missed the, uh, the opening credits. Why'd you miss it? Because we were waiting for you to hurry up and get out of the bathroom because you kept looking at yourself. Boom! <laughs> 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 I, I, I know why I missed it. It's because I was chasing you at the other end yeah, of the I cinema know. going, Shit. Guys, come up here. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so, but no, I'm going tonight just for those. Oh, just to read it. Yeah, then I'll, then I'll leave. And when I got back into the seat and, and you were seated and I was covered in sweat and I had to really focus to try get like at the back of the galaxy to read the, the front bit. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. But um, you guys have got a, a shoot or something in the morning, so yes, we'll we let do. you go. But please welcome, please thanks, sorry, Ben and Jackie Gillies. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. I'm now a big, massive fan of Star Wars. Oh. Hey, Chris, can you talk for a sec? Sure. All right, you, you got a, an interview to do with the radio station in Seattle as well? Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, well this is unexpected. Good night. Now, here's one thing. I have to say, watching that movie, the biggest shock of all, I guess, you know, we're already talking about it, is that Luke was only fucking in it for four seconds. Luke now, was fucking? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it was one of those things where it was a big mystery. Like, why isn't he on the poster? Why, and like, oh, now I get why he wasn't on the poster. Uh, but I'll tell you, the way this trilogy is being set up, it's like cliffhanger. I'm like, all right, next movie is Luke's movie. And how great did he look? Yeah. Unbelievable. That, they like Benjamin buttoned him or something. I don't know. <laughs> he looked fantastic. I, yeah, I found that very hard to, like, you know, when it's panning and it's got, you, you, know, you know, the, like, the sequence of Star Wars films. Yeah. And all the actions happened and now there's going to be visually stunning things. It sets up for the new film. No one's going to talk. And I was just like, oh, fuck, he's not going to talk. <laughs> And it was also, we were so excited to see him, like when we saw the hooded figure on the cliff, all I could think was, get to the reveal, get to the reveal, I want to see him, I want to see him. <laughs> then you got to see him like, oh, I, it's going to end here, isn't it? Boom, credits. Setting up for the second movie. 
I, when the credits came up, I just went, fuckers. I yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do, not see the next one? <laughs> <laughs> that they be... know they've got you. That would be a turn of events. But yeah. <laughs> not even a hint of green saber. Not even a tip. No. <laughs> Again, saving it for the middle. Save it for the... It's going to be in the next one. Mm-hmm. Man, that is some brutal Jedi foreplay for me. <laughs> I was ready to take that saber. <laughs> now, what did you think the one that had, about the one that had three prongs? Okay with it? A lot of chatter on the internet upset over the three-pronged saber. Personally... I like Saber Innovations. I thought it was fine. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why people got so upset about it. I, I thought it was pretty it awesome. It made sense. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. And, you know, Adam Driver, I have to say, he did an amazing job in this film. I, you just, he, uh, he really made that character his own, for sure. And I love the fact that he was conflicted. He was afraid to be being seduced by the light side. That was a great twist. Loved it. And he's, you know, with his parenting, you know, being estranged, he's like an intergalactic punky Brewster. <laughs> what? I step away for five minutes yeah. and I get a punky Brewster reference? Yes. <laughs> Which would actually be a good edit for someone on YouTube to edit the, the theme song of Punky Brewster for the, from the end of the movie. Right. When, when Luke swivels around, it's like, every time I turn around... <laughs> <laughs> and I do love Punky. Yeah. <laughs> when are you going to start your Punky Brewster podcast? <laughs> called Steel Punky or Punky Saunders or what's it going to be called? It's going to be... No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the goal uh, now... Oh, I know what it's called. What? It's called I'm a Sole Moon Guy. Wow. Nice. That's impressive. <laughs> Now, if someone can work in a, uh, another TGIF Friday show, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got that reference. No. <laughs> someone back in Philadelphia did, though, yes, Chris. Yes, they did. <laughs> All right, well, let's stick with Small Wonder. Maybe we can do that. <laughs> small Wonder. <laughs> Where are the Small Wonder fans in the crowd tonight? Okay, nobody. That's great. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's politely okay. raising her uh, hands. I am. Well, we're going to bring up the next guest. Let's um, do it. He's uh, a, a film reviewer for the ABC Network, mm-hmm. and we met him through podcasting. He's also a writer for the Comedy Film Nerd site. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome C.J. Johnson. Yeah. C.J. Johnson! <laughs> I'm still on the radio, by the way, in, in Seattle. K-O-M-O, everybody. Say hello, Barney Radio, Seattle. Or sorry, you guys call it Brecky. Get your own content. (laughs) 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 Fucking Americans, huh? It's just... All right, we're going to sign off, friend. Thank you. (laughs) All right, take care, man. (laughs) Way to go. I'll never play Seattle again. (laughs) (laughs) So CJ's getting a beer? No, that's steel. Whatever. (laughs) What do you think, CJ? I thought, it, I thought it was absolutely great. I think over time we'll realise just how good it is as we see it again and again. Just 
the care and the deliberation and the reveals of each of the beats that made us love the first one. More than anything, it's a nostalgic hark back to the first one, and indeed, like the first forty-five minutes are so similar to the first one. You know the whoa, the whoa, whoa! Enough with the coherent analysis. <laughs> <laughs> then, then how about this? Get Seattle back on the line. <laughs> this is some hot shit. <laughs> then how about this? I think Daisy Ridley is fucking brilliant. And yeah. I just, I mean, she carries the movie. She is the lead of the movie. And just like finding Mark Hamill, they found her. She was obviously not born when that first film was made. And yet she gets the style perfectly. Mm. Uh, the, thing, the thing I loved was uh, it was nonstop action. Like when she meets uh, the little, you know, little Yoda woman on... Uh, Mez Kanata. Yeah, sure. Now, was well, that Andy Serkis? Yeah, that was Andy Serkis. When she meets little Yoda... Um, and she's like, you know, and she touches the lightsaber and, go, and we're like, oh shit, she's got some fucking juice I, in and her. Can I yeah. say, in that bit when they had the flash, I was like, I, I, like in my head, I was like, oh, that's weird for Star Wars. And then I remembered. Oh, it's an the, infinity cube. But then I remembered the cave. Yeah, the yes. cave. Uh-huh. I remember the cave. That's, mm-hmm. when, she was in the, when she was in the forest meeting, uh, you know, Han Solo's son, I was like, oh shit, she's going to go in that weird cave in the jungle and it's right. gonna, she's going to have her. But she has that moment with the lightsaber, right? And then, and then uh, female Yoda is like, uh, shh. She's, you know, she's like, this is your destiny. And then she does that. I'm fighting my destiny. That was the one moment I was like, man, shut the fuck up. Just fucking pick up the goddamn lightsaber. She runs into the woods and I thought, is this going to be some bullshit? We're going to chase around the galaxy while she keeps going, I don't want to. Nope. Fucking attack. Get your shit together. It's on. And let's get into the action. Like anytime I thought it might get dumb. Cool yep. action happened, and she didn't have to go into a tree. No, man, she just had yep. to fucking fight, and then she's locked up, and that's when she starts like unlock Explore it. You know, powers. Yeah, a, a yeah. huge disappointment for me with the film. Controversial. When she was in that forest, and Kylo like had her, I, I just think it was a missed opportunity for like Pablo to blow the horn and Ewoks pop out from everywhere. <laughs> And then it's on. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Glee clock, and they just start throwing rocks at him. Oh, shit. If there was some kind of log trap, that oh, would have God. been great. <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome. And here's the other thing, too, that I like, and it talks about what CJ was saying about how they, 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 they stayed with the sort of nostalgia and the fun of the first one. They also were very smart because when they get in the Millennium Falcon, I'm like, Oh, those are the exact same graphics from 1977. That was always my problem with those three educational movies that some of you refer to as prequels. As I'm like, how did the technology get better before they... And he, he did a great job of... Oh, you haven't heard about the new version of GarageBand, man. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, you can't go... I mean, it would be weird to like go back in time and the technology's better unless you basically show that society collapsed and you had to rebuild it or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So I like the fact that it was like it, it, it he, he cleaned it up just enough but without you going, well wait a minute the Millennium Falcon is, in this old, is now this older like rusted out machine is not going to suddenly have better graphics and technology. No, it was the same like when, uh, when, he's in, when Finn's in the thing and they're, they're showing the two parallels that trying to get the TIE fighter in the middle of it. I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, that's from 1977. Those are 1977 graphics. It was, it was excellent. I, I really felt that, that that 
that it was, was a great important mix of like practical effects right. and digital together. Right. A- and the the creatures, so many of the little creatures were so great. Like I loved the guy who was like, I'd say that's half a portion. Yeah. <laughs> was that Andy Circus? Who was Andy Circus? Uh-huh. You could say that about every creature yeah. in any was movie. That Andy was that Andy Serkis? <laughs> it was Andy Serkis. No, it was Doug Jones. And was Napita, no. it was Oscar winner Napita Leonga, was that the little green goblin with the glasses? Yeah, that was a little Yoda. She that was a little, little green Yoda. Okay. Yeah, Oscar winner. Little Yoda. Female Yoda. Soon to be dual Oscar winner. Hello. <laughs> Boom. Now we're talking. I loved, I loved Masconata. I thought she was just like a magical Star Wars creature. The, the little green Yoda girl yeah. with the glasses. Yeah. yeah. And why did she take the glasses off? That was such a moment, a Star Wars moment, that there's going to be like, why did she take those glasses off? What were they doing in the first place? Just magnifying shit so she could lean in and stare into your eyes. Yeah. And go, I've, they, were, can... they were like Jordy's visor. I was terrified when she first came out that she was actually going to be an Asian stereotype. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, what are they doing this as a, like a meta reference? And then she wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, and yeah. the, the reason the glasses then were taken off is to ha- get then... Because that was the time, if you remember, it was like, that's the time we need to make this big human connection like between them to actually go towards your destiny. What about how the lightsaber, like, like you know, it was locked down this shaft and, you know, down that tunnel in the box and it called out to Ray. Mm-hmm. Like, can we get that power for an Apple TV remote? That would be... <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah, I think there's a Disney tie-in with that and an Apple. Yeah. They're going to just have, because there's a Star Wars anything now. If you go into any store, you can get, like, Star Wars cough syrup. Like, yeah. anything you want. There. Did you see the article that was, I think it was on BuzzFeed today, and they, they tried to go a week or something only consuming Star Wars products? You could go a lifetime now. I mean, literally, there's nothing in your home you couldn't swap out for a Star Wars product. You mean now. just like Star Wars food products or everything, like Star Wars toothbrushes? Yeah, just everything. everything. Star, wow. Star Wars food products? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's oranges, be, there's grapes. There's got to be a Star Wars cereal. A cereal. There's got to be Dude, like... where have you been for the past yeah. 30 years? <laughs> I, have, I have the same box. <laughs> you you re- refuse to open yeah, yeah. Star Wars lowers life the va- Lowers the value Oh okay. <laughs> And what did we think Of John Boyega He did a really good job He was great wasn't yeah, he Yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah I, I, I was like I really liked I, I was so uh, I liked all this I, I had to When the movie was over I had to go into the restroom And go into a stall And cry Because I was like I couldn't believe Han Solo was dead I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, it was almost like part of my childhood is over. Well, we decided not to mention that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was out talking to Seattle, so, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 and then, and then I came out of the bathroom and, and Channel 7 that was here shooting stuff, like, we did an interview with them earlier today, and they were like... We've all got stuff going on. <laughs> Anyway, earbuds is coming out next year. Um, so no, and and I, I couldn't. I was I was I wasn't like trying. I was, I didn't want to cry on camera, but I I couldn't. The 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 Han thing just I couldn't believe it. Like, um, and uh, and I and I give like I'm so torn because just the little boy in me is like no, um, but and I never imagined it would be with a lightsaber. Right. Yeah. I, I thought it'd be a blaster or like the Falcon or I, I was sure that I was worried about him. You know, we all had our concerns. Mm-hmm. And 
<laughs> we did. We did. Yeah, really. I thought the I, I thought they were like he was going to get blown up with the the whole deal. Yeah, well, I thought I thought I thought if he was going to die, it would be in some sort of noble gesture, yeah, noble like, suicide. Yeah, yeah, a noble yeah. suicide. He, like I'll I'll be. We can't. You can't detonate the bomb and get out in, the, in enough time. Right. And he'd say, like, I do yeah. it, like, sort of, you know, very, yeah. like, uh, Dark Knight Rises kind of thing. And then... Uh, I, I thought this one was just far more resonant. Oh, because God, he's trying it, to save his... I thought Chewie was, would yeah. finally kill it. Just kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great if they just... Oh, no! Chewie just snaps his fucking neck and eats his head. And, oh, all right. Yeah. You know was, a Wookiee can snap. We've all yeah. known this. Yeah. Just yep. like an old married couple. Yep. Oh, fuck you. Just yep. <laughs> should have let him win at chess. Yeah. <laughs> they won oh, how good was the chess board? It was so yeah. great. They, they, there was so many great little, and it's what you're talking about, CJ. When he finds the uh, the little training thing that Luke did, the little training ball, whatever that's called, right. he was just like, oh, fucking stupid, <laughs> you know, whatever. And it's like, then it turns the thing on. And again, exact same graphics. They they didn't change that. It was so smart of J.J. Abrams to say. Well, this chessboard's technology wouldn't improve, right? So it'd be the same thing. It was. I, I just. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. Shot on film. It looked. Yep. It looked great. And and the double act between Chewie and Han was just fantastic. And I reckon yeah. this is actually the funniest of all of. Oh man, them. this is definitely Probably. the funniest. Because, the most just pure yeah. laugh lines. Because it was like it was like this old married this couple. This is the um, funniest one that was intentionally funny. Right. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's not like, I'm going to go to Josh's station and get some power converters and the whole crowd goes, yeah. oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was, this was, and, and, and then, you know, when Han dies. Don't be a dick. He's up on the mountain with the hood looking cool now, all right? Yeah, it's fucking, yeah. he's great now. He's this fucking cagey old guy with a beard who looks kind of like Ben Kenobi and his weird fucking hand. I mean, it was just like. He's never looked cooler. He's never looked it's cooler the than that it's, Yeah, it is the cooler. And the fact that there's. It was so great that everyone's like, Luke Skywalker? You mean he's real? Like, there's this mythology now yeah. in the galaxy. Is he real? Did he do these things? Does he have this power? And the fact, the fucking map, how fucking far did that cat go to get, like, it was just like, wow. It was all over the place. And then it was, I, I can't even. And it was an interesting choice to, like, take the skin off his mechanical hand. Yeah. Like, he's not wearing it anymore. But that was in the, yeah. that was in the premonition. Right, but I mean, just yeah. as a is a choice that yeah. that it see, and it, to me, it, it feels almost like a character decision. Like Luke's Luke, especially since we find out that you know he bailed, he couldn't train. You know, he, he failed as a as a teacher and said, "I'm done." It's almost like he had some moment where he's like, "I'm not, enough fucking lies." You know, I'm half this is Vader's hand or whatever. Like he had some flip out on that rock before he sort of found his center again or some shit. You know, he went nuts. Guys go fucking, I went through a divorce. It wasn't fucking easy. You know what I'm saying? You're bouncing around yeah. the apartment looking for, I got my katana out. Shit's no, gonna you, go down. You ended up on top of a mountain I, in a cloak. That's right. You're yeah. goddamn right. That's actually when I started taking samurai classes for my divorce. I was like, I gotta find some fucking strength. But before she got there, look at me in the front row. I don't care how tired you are. Did you fly across a planet? <laughs> Before she got there, what's Anger he doing? the hate. <laughs> yeah. Is he just standing there looking out to sea? What's, what, what is he doing well, no, what on that is, Scottish you know, no, outcrop? He, he has a house, but when he sees someone walking up the steps, he's like, oh, i got to get in position. Right, right, right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ding dong! Oh, hold on a sec, honey. Get my robe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or in the next film, it will pick up from that scene. Yes. And when he turns around, he'll pull down his hood and he'll have little earbuds in and he'll be listening to Take These Golden Wings. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just like, you want some tea? And then he'll just go back to his weird cabin and he'll make that fucking weird Yoda stew that Yoda made for him. He'll be like, ah, I hated this when I first tried it, but you're going to like it. And he's just fucking weirdo, you know what I mean? He's like, he's like Tom Hanks in Castaway, just talking to a fucking volleyball, just ding! Oh, I thought you were going to be like some spiritual master. You're just some weird old fuck. He's been living on a rock, talking to his electric hand. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, Jesus. Looks like we're not getting any training from this wingnut. Just fucking, the force is strong with this one. Shut up, you shut up. Like, oh... There was nothing, nothing to eat on that rock either. There was yeah. nothing on that rock. Yeah, there was no home. Like, where does he just the just the just the force just does, feeds him? Like, how does he just turns that grass and just into like mm, casserole? Like, I I think that explains the exposed uh, robot hand because over the years he's just been head. having a, a little nibble. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's become a cannibal. It makes sense. It supports the universe. I like it. Can I can I mention one th- one thing in the film that I th- that I thought was a little dubious is ah oh. the, the the big baddie the sort of baddie that appears and goes away again and appears and goes away again the like the new emperor right I uh, the you of this podcast <laughs> there you go <laughs> do we know who that is and where he actually lives or I didn't well it's Voldemort's dad. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. it's Mr. Voldemort. Um, you know, at one point there was a discussion. All right, now, only project me as a giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Ed, Ed Voldemort Sr. Yeah, um, a- <laughs> who's got that weird, like, your head's about to split open, dude. Yeah. And, and he's projected down. And, you know, I was like, oh, is he really that big? But no, he just projects himself. So maybe it's like a Wizard of the Oz thing where he's like fucking three feet tall. And he overcompensates by, you can only see me when I'm projected. He's like, project me 50 feet, assholes. You think you're better than me? You know, I don't know. We'll see who's got a fucking robot hand. Wow, that's even aggressive for a Sith Lord. I know. <laughs> but I, I love Donald Gleason, the one who's always going in and speaking to him. And actually all of those little officers. And there was one great moment, where, which actually got the audience laugh, where one of those officers goes in and he just looks scared. And he's got like the greasy black hair like hanging down. And all of those little jokes involving Kylo Ren's anger management issues were all really good. Oh my god! When he like cracked the shits and started like sabering the panel, right? Yeah, yeah. That is me when someone like tweets me like the sound on the new podcast is not that good. <laughs> and every officer on that Star Destroyer British accent. Yep. Yep. Never trust the Brits. Yeah. Um, Oh no, I thought that's what you were saying. Uh, No, this is again. I like when they they bring up. So he's he's on the Star Destroyer. He's acting very much like these are all the scenes that uh, Darth Vader did. You know, very solemn, and everyone's terrified. That's when I love when I was like when he lost his shit. When the guy's like, "I'm sorry, sir, but we couldn't." He just "Ah, fucking loses it. I was like, "Oh, he's just young." And he, he, he just, and he, he's fighting between the light and the dark, and he temper tantrums. Vader never had temper tantrums. He just fucking snapped a dude, just did that thing. It was great. That's kind of a temper tantrum. He killed people. Just no, those bitches didn't couldn't do their fucking job. CJ, that's a, that's that's good managerial skills, is what that is. Yeah. 
I think that's how you that's how you run an office. There's, am I right? Yeah. There's no unemployment insurance on the Death Star. Oh, <laughs> uh, what about that the, the laser bolt that he just like kept there for that ages? That was fucking yeah, awesome, yeah, right? right? Let's hear it for the fucking laser bolt. Yes. <laughs> and then and then when they're they're taking uh, Oscar Isaac and he they walk him by and he's just like Jesus says he that was. Yeah. So cool, and I thought that was again. I, I, I thought they were gonna let it go when he walked by. Yeah, and like, he was just gonna like. like yeah, but the, to me that was another. That was that was J.J. Abrams saying, um, you know, I'm not gonna add all this new technology. I mean, the, the graphics of the fights and stuff. That's obviously gonna be new technology. So we, I can't make the laser bolts look that much different, but I can do something with them by. Finding this guy has unlocked something of his right. internal, you know, evil power to stop them and break it. It's so cool. And that, not too many crazy lens flares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a big good. lens. Flare. None. They got that whole look exactly right. I mean, it really looked like the 1977. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. The, the, it was all of the great. The the, the Millennium Falcon uh, inside um, the whatever the new Death Star is looked like. Yep. All the previous ones, mm-hmm. uh, and then I did love, you know, the the all the crash ships that she's going through, scavenging for. Yep. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, and then just just throwbacks to um, all the planets, you know, type of atmospheres right. from the original ones. I, I just I, that that was. I just, I a lot just of desert it. planets. A lot of desert planets out there. Was that the first time we've ever seen blood in a Star Wars movie? You know, when the blood Ooh. was on the stormtrooper. Is that the first time they've shown like Anyone? red blood? No, when he when when they ah the cantina. Yeah, the cantina when he rips uh, off the guy, yeah, when he blows yeah, up the guy's yeah. arm. You see a little blood, but like dripping blood like that, we've never seen that much. But we did see blood in the. It was interesting humanizing the stormtroopers, like the one that obviously walks away, and then the two that like go, oh no, we can't stay for this freak out and walk around, which I loved as a moment. Well, I love too that what they said of of like, um, uh, I mean, of like, oh, he was basically just, they're slaves. They just pick, they just scoop them up and and brainwash them into this life, and that's why they don't disobey. You know, it's and they make a reference like maybe we should go back to clones. Yeah, from uh, the first that one. Was, it was cool. I uh, I sort of have this feeling in my head that all the extras that were talking as stormtroopers in the movie, they're like, "Oh, we've got it good now." But when Episode Eleven comes out and to, they have to fix the backstory and change our accents so it all matches up, we're fucked. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. How about a? Uh, we have a musical interlude. Musical oh, interlude. Fantastic. Now, uh, regular listeners to the podcast would remember the episode we did at the public bar with uh, Sam Pang and the very funny Jonathan Schuster, where we met um, Michael Sabo, who did the Rancor Keeper song. We got any Rancor Keeper song fans here? <laughs> well, he's back to sing us a song about waiting for episode seven. Welcome, Michael, up to the stage. You can do it sitting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. By the way, he is wearing a hat that has a ring of droid, uh, like R2-D2s around it. It's awesome. Vintage R2-D2s. They're not vintage. No. Do you want me to hold the microphone? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll fix. Do you want me to hold your lyrics? Um, yeah. Do you want me to hold your... 
Okay, here we go. So, um, now that we know what the movie is, uh, this is... I had no idea what it was going to be like, so... We want results, not excuses. <laughs> song's going to sound strange. Here we go. Oh, wait, before you play, can everyone turn their seats around backwards? And if you like it, turn back around. Here we go. <laughs> Waiting for episode seven. I'm waiting for episode seven And when I get there, I'll be in heaven It'll be a good movie, of course Luke will use the force And possibly Leia JJ won't betray us It'll be nothing like the prequels Real sets and no animated people Anthony Daniels will use his voice again With the return of R2D2, our friend I can't wait to see Han and Chewbacca With a Millennium Falcon coming at ya But Chewie, we're home, Luke's beard has grown Luke's Chewbacca looks the same, it's like he hasn't aged a day No, no spoilers please I wanna enjoy the movie At the midnight screen and with the other fans I have no other plans. We can tell by the hat. <laughs> I got nothing going on in my life. I'm single, have no kids and no wife. I'm obsessed with buying figures again. I like the new bad guy, Kylo Ren. There's a new droid called BB-8. He's real, not animated or fake. He rolls on a ball, now I want more. It's been 38 years since episode four. No spoilers, please. I want to enjoy the movie at the midnight screen and with the other fans. I have no other plans. So I'm waiting for episode seven. And when I get there, I'll be in heaven. Chewie, we're home. Luke's beard has grown. Again, we'll see Leia and the Force Awakens. I'm waiting for episode seven. Yeah. That was amazing. That was great. And very honest opening about your personal life and issues. And I felt like we were doing a talent show at a rehab center, you guys. I think we all learned a lot about ourselves. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. Do you need a little hand here? Let me move the... Uh... We brought a backup Zoom. Chris and I are so paranoid. About so losing we... an episode. Yeah, we did an episode in Oklahoma City and it got ruined. So we're always going to bring a Zoom to everything we do. Dinners. Yes. The music was perfectly used in this film, too. Like, they yep. just brought all the right motifs out every all the right times. Yeah. One more time for Michael Sabo! Michael! Hey, how about we bring up a very special guest? Let's do it. A special guest to me. My, uh, as the listeners would know, in a couple of days, I will have... I've had a few best days of my life in the past week, but they're soon all to be pushed away like the force push 
of love. Oh. Please welcome to the stage my darling fiance, Jacqueline Hale. Getting loaded on the blue milk. I know, I have blue teeth now. (laughs) 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 Um, What did you think of the film, Jackie? I had a few naps. (laughs) I'm I'm not proud of it. I'm very tired. I tried my best. I did a couple of the jerking (laughs) wake-ups. But I will say my favourite part which I did this to you, is um, when we, it was confirmed that uh, Leia and Han had boned. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, steal! Yeah, they made a weird baby. (laughs) They didn't just kiss. (laughs) They smuggled some semen. Looks like he smuggled a couple of sperm cells into her baby cave, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Whoops, sorry. (laughs) Um, Uh, Real quick, I just want to say, Chris Mancini and I have zero sympathy for anybody who claims they're tired. Yes. It's true. Anybody's like, oh, it's late. I don't give a shit. Fly across the world and see a movie on four hours sleep. And mainly for me, because I have two children. I'm sorry, guys. I failed you all. Always got to bring that up. Oh, Graham, you're going to go surfing? I've got two children. Yeah. As a parent, I'm the saddest person in the room. uh, Oh, uh, Graham, when are you going to have kids? Never. Yeah. Isn't that the lesson, though? Don't have children because ultimately they will destroy you. Yeah. From the movie? That's right. uh, (laughs) Isn't that the lesson from the movie? Your son's going to stick a laser in your your gut on a... a, uh, No matter how hard you try. Yep. Yep. Wasn't this this Star Wars movie though just a like a giant episode of Maury? It was just <laughs> the results are in. Yeah. It's a solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, him and Leia had a bad marriage, and when their son went ape shit, they couldn't hold it together, and she blames him for everything. But she fucking knew who she was marrying. Shut the fuck up! Like, well, you're always going out on your own. Yeah, you married a goddamn smuggler. That's a shooter that shot Greedo first in the fucking face because he's yeah. a weirdo. Yeah, he shot first. There's no dispute. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> went off on a Kylo is proof that he shot first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> SteelSaunders.com, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, and, and that's one thing that I really loved about this film, too. Like, you could have this big, giant, you know, space epic battle, but the whole movie, it made it personal. It was still a personal story with the backdrop of this giant galactic conflict. I thought it was a really good mix. Now, uh, Jacqueline, we, um, an ongoing theme in the podcast has been the debate about the rings. I'm not sure yes. if you guys know. Um, underneath our, our wedding rings, we've got the inscription. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a big debate. Who should have I love you and who should have I know? Me. <laughs> and I thought I should have I know because the guy said it. Right. But he said it to me. No, let's, no, but which, which let's ri- not forget sexism. Well, which ring Harrison says one Ford to rule them all? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Which ring says one to rule them all? 
Is that a Hobbit reference, Chris? God damn it. Yeah. Don't make me talk about Punky Brewster again. I would deserve it. And who clarified the, uh, the argument? Harrison Ford did. Thank you very much. What did he say? He said, pal, I've been married a long time. <laughs> Twice. You're getting the I love you. And then he walked off and laughed. And I quietly wept to myself. <laughs> unbeknownst that I was on this giant plasma screen at the Sydney Harbour. <laughs> But now you're so happy about your ring engraving. You kept threatening to go back to the engravers. And now yeah. you don't have to because Harrison Ford has validated your ring and you're so happy. Yeah, but bang, all bets are off. He's dead. Did you see, did you see Jackie just was Jedi mind-tricking him? Now you're happy. <laughs> Harrison Ford exactly. said you are. That was amazing. So let me ask you guys this. Who's the first one to say I love you to the other one? It was you. Man, and our you next are, guest. You are, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, then that settles it before Harrison Ford, because if you said it first, then she should have I know. Exactly. I should have I know, end of story, done, finished. I want to hear what's going to happen after this podcast ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when is your guy's wedding? It's like Saturday or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the fact that you did this three, four days to your wedding, she gets I know. Yeah. <laughs> We all know. (laughs) Oh my God! How about we bring on a uh, another guest? Um, I have not told anyone who's in what order, but let's spice it up a little bit. Um, Let's bring on uh, one of my favourite people on the planet, the fabulous Adam Richard. Oh, oh. Hi, how's it going? Oh, CJ, you all right? I jabbered you right out of the way. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Taking up far too much. Okay, we sat next to each other in the film, too. <laughs> we did. Yeah. I sat on your coffee. I got it all over my bum. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you said you sat on his coffee, yeah? Yeah. He sat on my coffee. Okay, yeah. good. I thought, that was, I thought that was like a sex string. Like, oh, you're going to sit on his coffee? You know what I mean? No, my bum's like the Millennium Falcon. It bumps into everything on the way past. <laughs> and it's old and dusty. Old and dusty. <laughs> and people, when they're inside of it, say, we're home. <laughs> Frequently covered with a tarp. I did enjoy that there, there was a lot of tarp work. I liked it that uh, R2-D2 was under a tarp. Yeah. <laughs> it was very tarpy. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been called the Tarp Awakens. <laughs> the Dusty Tarp Awakens. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to see that. <laughs> what did you think, Adam? I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Although I, I didn't have the same emotional reaction to everyone. Because I can't, uh, it just felt, felt a little bit screenwriting 101. It's like, oh, here he comes. Oh, Dad's on his way out as he goes down the plank. <laughs> Dad's not going to make it. The son's got daddy issues. He's not going to last. <laughs> but I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I loved, the, I loved the new characters and the feeling 
like with with the two main new characters, we have the same feeling we had with Luke, where it's like, ooh, who is his dad? Like, what is his... Like, you know, so that on the second film we get the... Uh, and the, like both of them, it's like, you know, he's been stolen from his parents. They could be someone. We don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, we got the answer of Kylo Ren's parents. Yeah. But Ray's parents dropped them off on Jakku, dropped, you know, and then bailed. And there was some vision of her screaming to a ship going, don't leave, don't yeah. leave. Yeah, and yeah, and she was a little girl. Yeah. 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 And, and now, Who were they? And now I've got to do that another was two years of podcast <laughs> wondering about that. <laughs> so the other thing we haven't even gotten into, who are, is, 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 who are Finn's parents? Is it, yeah. is it like Lando Calrissian or some shit like that? Like, yes. <laughs> Americans are so racist. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, he should have white parents? Yeah, all right. Can't wait to get back and vote for Trump. <laughs> He's going to turn this goddamn ship around, goddamn. Where's my gun? But no, I love all the, all the, the mystery. that it's, it's Because, you know, with those other three movies that we don't talk about, the, there was a lot of like... Yeah, Many no, we, we kind of got that backstory, but, you know, fill some more in. The thing about John Boyega and, and uh, Daisy Ridley's thing, which was, you know, that will they or won't they, will they or won't they, just like... Luke and Leia mm-hmm. for the first one. <laughs> and they, they deliberately didn't have a, a patch, so possibly yeah. related. And were they... Because <laughs> we know Just this... this hedging this, their bets. They might have <laughs> deliberately chucked a Kyle Rizzi. Yeah. Sure this got. universe loves brother, sister, almost throwing down creepy yeah. shit. Like There is another case of incest. <laughs> <laughs> And when you guys were talking before about, like, Luke standing up on the hill, and because, you know, Ben lived in his little rock in the middle of nowhere and Yoda lived in the middle of nowhere, I think what happens with people and the Force is as they get older, they're plagued by Force ghosts. And they can't tell who's real and who's glowy as they get older, so they just have to go and be alone and chat to all the glowing people. Yes. And then everybody's face gets drawn over with Hayden Christensen. (laughs) (laughs) You had to bring him up. (laughs) It's funny, you haven't heard, there's no, in all of this build-up, all the interviews with all the people, nobody's talking to that guy at all. (laughs) Nobody's like, what is, we're going to interview Hayden Christensen and see, nope, doesn't, nobody cares, just... Away. Well, it's not as though they can ask him about Star Wars as he's promoting his new film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is he doing? Just like, so you got a show in the B room in Vegas? Or like, what is he... What is he got I to... interviewed him once and he reeked of dope more than anyone I've met in my life. But Harrison Ford also. Was Harrison Ford stoned? He is always stoned, supposedly. Always, always. I don't know. His no? eyes seemed pretty crystal blue when I... <laughs> Are you worried he was going to give the other ring to Harrison? <laughs> You're not one to reference other rings. <laughs> I do have the one ring to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Natalie. I've Portman. never had a complaint. 
look at Natalie Portman's IMDb. You won't find those movies there. Yes. Oh, really? What? She doesn't. She well, I mean, you'll find them in the listing, but not in the biography. Uh, she doesn't want to mention. But she still things. has like Friends with Benefits or whatever that shitbag movie was <laughs> with Ashton Kutcher. Like, we got to get that in there. That 2009 gem that you can see on any international flight that's just scrolling down, <laughs> trying to fill up fucking content when you're flying 15 fucking hours to watch a movie because you're way too old to be doing this kind of shit. Did you watch a Did you watch a film on the plane? I watched several films on the plane. I watched the documentary Bat Kid, which is another... It's, oh, that's a, amazing. It's a great movie. Yeah. And, uh, and then I watched uh, some other thing. That obviously, I don't remember at all. It's easy to watch bad movies on the plane. You figure good movies, you know what? They deserve a bigger screen and better sound, but bad movies, it's easy to watch those on a plane. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Maze Runner sequel. <laughs> I knew you would see that. I knew yeah. it. You yeah. thought it was going to be good on the show, and you were like, this could be. And I was like, yeah. you're out of your fucking mind. Oh, no. It, I was so disappointed, but I had to see it, and I'm like, yeah, just as shitty as I thought it was going to be. I, <laughs> I, I just imagine you guys getting on the flight, holding hands, and hitting that, and going, let's lower our expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sit next to each other, and we hold our hands the whole flight. <laughs> Chris gets scared when he flies. Yeah, and uh, we, we can't decide on movies, so the first six hours is deciding what to watch. <laughs> so. I like the old days where they just force-fed you a movie, and it was always something terrible. It's like yeah. you'd go from, you know, in the cinema, direct-to-video, and then direct-to-a-Qantas yeah. flight. <laughs> yes. What movie has the lowest license fee? <laughs> Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Nights last yeah. time. <laughs> When is the prequel for that coming out, huh? <laughs> oh, and reruns of Small Wonder. <laughs> you They're think. all too there's, there's someone listening to this podcast now punching their iPhone like, talk about Star Wars! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Havana Nights and Small Wonder. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, let's... Should we, should, we, should we do a swap over? Yeah. Should we change over? Yes. Okay. All right, yeah. so... Um, if you guys can sign that on the way out, I've, yeah, got, a, I've got a gold pen for, uh, for a mixture. But thank you, CJ, Adam thank Richard, you. and thank Jacqueline Hay! And uh, you can read CJ Johnson does reviews uh, for ComedyFilmers.com, and I'm sure he'll have a review of this movie. Yeah, I'm going to go write it. He's going to go write yes. it right now. He flew down all the way from Sydney. Sign it. Um, yeah. And actually, that was a miracle because... There was crazy storms today, and another writer of ours, uh, Dean Haglund, who was on the X-Files... Got uh, cancelled. His flight got cancelled. He was going to be here for the screening and the podcast and could not make it. So, uh, C.J. Johnson made it out. Made it out alive from, from Sydney. I love that a guy from Sydney couldn't make it, but Chris and I just, no problem. Just like... <laughs> Like if I was expecting us to just... There was going to be a typhoon, and we were just stuck in Fiji or some shit like that, which, I mean... They've got movie theaters in yeah. Fiji. I mean, I would have surfed my ass off. I love it that CJ's signing the poster and he did have to check the date just then. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not sure. Did you guys, maybe because you were in transit, that did you get to see any of the the red carpet of the world premiere? No, I didn't see uh, any of that because that happened like as we were leaving LA or while we were in flight. Well, it was was actually amazing, the presentation. They had a, a giant sort of Star Destroyer tunnel down Hollywood Boulevard. It, it was cool. And they had tons of previous uh, Star Wars stars, mm-hmm. like as obscure as like uh, Australia's uh, Bonnie Piesi. Is that how you say her name? Anyone? That's how obscure she is. <laughs> 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 Just, 
<laughs> she's a lovely girl. She played uh, Aunt Rue in episode oh, two. Oh, okay. And they had, um, you know, uh, um, Billy, Billy D. Williams. I am losing my shit up here. And, but the most interesting person they had on the red carpet was George Lucas, right? Did anyone see the George Lucas interview? His mind was just exploding. How so? Like, what was he like, happy, pissed off? What do you think? He was every emotion. Like, it was, he just... He Would just you was... say he had $5 billion worth of emotion? <laughs> <laughs> In his two, he's donating it all to uh, education, which is fantastic. But it just looked like he was having the most surreal night of his life to be so out of, like, not in control of it. And they had all these, like, they had this bizarre interview and then they sort of go to shots of him and it looked like him and his wife were sort of having, like, he was sort of freaking out and she was, like, going, just keep it chill, keep it chill. Um, but they did a very nice thing in the actual theatre when they had all the uh, cast on stage. They had, you know, like, you know, 25 people and they put a spotlight on George at the end and, and everyone gave him a standing ovation. Oh, which great. I thought was well very sweet. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, Spielberg's next to him just like going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all... If you, that, that movie, The People vs. George Lucas, I think sums up for at least my emotions on it. It brings up all the cases, mainly of the prequels that made us all so mad, but then at the end of that film, and it's where we should, I think we should be at today, is ultimately, thank you. None of us would be here tonight if he hadn't created... This great universe. This great universe. You know what I mean? Like, it's... He's shaped so many, you know, millions and millions of people's childhoods. And, you know, for me personally, it, the, the whole... I didn't get it as a kid, but as I got older, I mean, he puts in all this, like, amazing ethical right and wrong and find mm. the goodness within you and, and we all can get, you know... What is said in the original three movies of like you know anger and and you know all those things all those lead you down the dark side and that's that's true with any of us we can get angry and pissed off and want revenge or whatever and it's when we go back to a place of love and compassion which is the light which is the light side it was amazing that he infused all of these things it's why this movie as as we're all still you know into it so many decades later and that's something. You know, because Yoda is Buddha. I mean, that's, that's what he did. Yoda is Buddha, and the Jedi are samurai, and he, that's all these, like, amazing uh, Eastern philosophies that he infused. Well, based it on the Hidden Fortress, yeah, the it's, Kurosawa movie. The Kurosawa movie, and it's just, like, and, it's fantastic what he did and created this universe. I mean, that's why and, and, and you kind of want to go, I what the fuck was the midichlorians? But with, anyway. with all the religious references, Yoda is Buddha, and, mm -hmm. and, and the Jedi are samurai, and uh, Jar Jar Binks is the Hare Krishna bookseller. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's some dumb hippie who, like, his name was Todd and then changed it to, like, Jar Jar Binks Hashna Krishna. Like, shut the fuck up, Todd. But what's really exciting, and this is amazing, uh, fresh off the premiere of The Force Awakens, here on the Comedy Film Nerds Steel Wars Combo Podcast, please welcome to the stage, George Lucas. Oh, my yeah, God. Wow. Holy shit. Oh, this is great. Oh, my God. This is unexpected. Thank you, George. Thank you. Thank you. You think with $5 billion, he could tuck in his shirt, but that's all right. It's understandable. It's a long night. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really good to be here. I'm having a great time. And, you know, I'm just... I'm glad everyone enjoyed... 
you enjoyed the film. Yeah. You, you had a good time. You know, and that's all I, wa- that's all I ever wanted. I wanted you guys to have a good time, and it's just a shame that it wasn't one of my films, but as long as you're happy, I'm happy. Now, George, did you have any input in this new film? No, nothing whatsoever. George, we'll ask you this, George. Since you didn't have any input, what do you, would you have, have killed off Han Solo? And what is your f- reaction to watching that? Well, I, you know, killing, killing Han, what I would have done is instead of killing him, take the characters, make them go to a little place and just, just chill out for a while and talk about things that annoy them and irritate them, you know, and just, just have a little break from the action for a while. You know, that's what I did. You know, you take Padme, you take Anakin, and just make him chill out for a bit. Just go to Northern California and hang out and create. Just, just sit there for a while, you know. Too much action and not enough chilling out. <laughs> you know. This is as good as I'd hoped it'd be. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the film, George? Uh, for me, the whole thing was great. You know, it was it was uh, it was a blast. But uh, you know, JJ's made one good film. I made I made six. I was involved in six films, and three of those were good. So, well, I'm sorry, which three do you think are the best ones that you made? Uh, I think... Uh... <laughs> George, are you okay? You seem to be breaking character. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> sorry, my, my, my stomach tonight's being played by Andy Serkis. Uh, <laughs> they're real sick. That is a great practical effect, by the way. But my favorite part... Uh, real sets, real roles. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was all good. Mm-hmm. You haven't really answered the question. You said you did, you did six Star Wars movies, and you said three of them were good. Which three? Uh, the Ewok film is the best one. Mm-hmm. The Ewok one? Yeah, okay. Not Return of the Jedi. The Ewok spinoff. <laughs> Someone help me out here. I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've been in low power mode since I sold the rice to Disney. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on, you know. Ewok film. And then Caravan of Courage. And then the droids cartoon. Anyone see that? And... Uh, I know, I've, I know I've hidden it from view, but the, the Christmas special. Uh, oh, my God. That is a gem. Speaking of which, anybody listening to this who's in Los Angeles, California, this Sunday, December 20th, uh, Chris and I and Dave Anthony are going to be doing some commentary at the Hollywood Improv with the Star Wars TV special from 1978. Oh, well. Hey, we've all got stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> So now, 
Now, George, I, I, I gotta ask this. I gotta ask this. If you were gonna do a sequel to any one of your other franchises, which would it be? I made a recent film, Dream Something or Other. Did anyone see that? It's a jukebox musical set in a fantasy world. And I do a prequel to that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think this through before I started saying this sentence. <laughs> but I don't need to anymore. Because <laughs> I'm retired, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're very excited to hear about your new films. Can you tell us anything about them? Oh, I've made a whole bunch of new films. and uh, But they're only for friends. I'm not going to show them to anyone in the public. That's true. That's a real thing I said. <laughs> On the red carpet. I'm making films. No one's going to see them. Except for friends. So, uh, I think I'm making porn now. <laughs> well, we all got stuff going on, George. <laughs> that was remarkably good. <laughs> I had that one locked and loaded in my blaster, my friend. <laughs> waiting to discharge. <laughs> so... Anything with a duck in the future? Maybe. I think, uh, you know, now that Disney's got it all, you know, we, we, could, we could get Howard, get him in Star Wars universe somehow. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad idea, you know. Uh, so maybe that's who uh, Finn's father actually is, is Howard the Duck. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I think that's where it's going and that's where it should go. I don't yeah. think that's a bad idea at all. Well, we'll stick with us, George. Uh, <laughs> really? Really? I really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll stay. I, I also brought a friend tonight, everyone's favorite. I hope he's ready. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope he is ready. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the stage, uh, my friend and your friend, Mr. Uh, no, he's not. Oh, no, he is. He's totally ready. Give it up for Mr. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Oh, my God. Those are amazing graphics. Oh, and he's doing a fumble around bit. That's yeah. hilarious. Hey, oh. you, want, you wanted practical effects? There's your practical effects, motherfuckers. Uh, wow. That's fantastic. It's like he's right here. Maybe put it on the other side of the mask yeah. there, Chief. Uh, Mies, uh happy. I, I don't know what he does. I haven't seen the film, but uh, I've, uh, I've heard... And that's thing. the preparation I gave all my actors. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall Jar Jar Binks having such a thick Australian accent, but it makes sense. I don't recall allowing George Lucas to bring guests on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jar Jar, what other projects you got coming up? Uh, I, I, I haven't seen the film, so I can't really relate to this whole segment, but uh, a lot of things. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is the Jar Jar Binks of this podcast. <laughs> this, this is the worst part of the podcast, is this Jar Jar Binks. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> how about... If uh, anything that's Star Wars is happening, I'm here to ruin it, Okay. Did that make sense, what I just said? Not much you've said for a few decades has made sense, mate. Jar Jar Binks, thank you for so much for coming. I'd like you to go so we could have a, another guest that is maybe... 
less cardboarded. For those listening at home, you missed one of the worst cardboard cutout heads in history. Yeah. I have a six-year-old niece that can do better artwork than that. Like, that was... I, I literally, at first, I was like, is that Yoda or is it Shrek? Because it's eyes... Oh, oh I wait, didn't know Jar Jar, Jar Jar, uh, can you sign the poster, please? Yeah, but in character, please. Keep yeah. the mask on and there you go. This is so great. He's <laughs> just holding up this cardboard thing. There you go. As Jar Jar Binks, please. As Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a woman yelled out it's, the poster is losing its collectibles value oh, because Jar Jar Brink signed it it's the first comedy gig I've done with eBay heckles yeah. <laughs> hey I want to bring up uh, a very special guest he is one of the most longest passionate fans of Star Wars in the country he's one of the founders of, uh, of of Star Walking, the Australian fan club, and I uh, owe him so much thanks. I've been a member for 20 years. I, uh, I love this guy so much. Please welcome to the stage, Darren Maxwell. Darren! There you go. Grab the other one, if you're going to do a Jar Jar Binks, you've got to do it properly. Annie, Miss is so smiling to see you, sir. And that's enough from Darren Maxwell. It's a muy, muy, yeah. Oh, look at all these people. Jeepers, creepers. All yes, right. how are we all? Long-time fan. Oh, yeah. You've been through it all. I have. What's I don't know what report? you guys have covered already, so... Is I, the want, I want your opinion. For first off, is the whole audience going, it was fantastic? Yeah! yeah. You better ask somebody else then. <laughs> um, uh, mixed emotions, I think I is, we'll, we'll say. Um, I tried really hard to like it and really li- tried really hard to love it, but it just some bits just didn't work. Some bits were good and some bits didn't work. And um, yeah, See, I'm a big fan, and you guys are going to cream me for this one, but I'm a big fan, the exception of Phantom Menace, of the prequels. I am actually a big supporter of the My prequels. My name is Graham Allen. Thank you so much, Thank you guys. Much. fantastic, yes. Yes, I'm just going to swear right in your face. And um, I'm not saying that The Force Awakens was... Uh, hang on, I'm going to put this right. Um, it was good. But I have to absorb it. That's, I guess, is the yeah, whole I don't thing. Think I think a lot of fans, I mean, maybe for the public, they'll just uh, take it as face value and like love every minute of it. But I think as the fans, and I'm not the only one, we sort of sit and analyse it, and some bits just didn't work. You know, the way the Han Solo was killed and the reveal of Kylo Ren and, you know, the fact that it looks so much like they're attacking the Death Star again. And, and, and the fact that, like, the Falcon just lands on the planet. They just get out and just go and blow up this facility and it's like that was pretty damn easy so did you did at least they didn't they should have had ewoks at least trying to help them out trying to uh so was your problem with the fact that it was a little too much like the original in some parts yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. i mean i think a few people said well it's sort of just emulating what we've seen already and the music wasn't very good i mean it didn't it lacked the beautiful music even from the prequels had fantastic music it had fantastic music yeah come on admit it it had fantastic music, the prequels did, but this one, aside from the main theme, is like, oh, there's I, nothing I can latch onto here. So I, 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 must I don't have... know. I don't know if I'm sort of going against the grain of everybody in the audience, but I'm not the only one who feels the same way. There was like, oh, geez, I don't know. I, 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 like, I was sort of so tired and like it was, I, I, I sort of felt numb during bits, but I, I, I did enjoy it. But I, I think when I see it the next time, I'll have a, a better grasp and maybe even emote more to some moments. But when they were battling the uh, Starkiller base, I was sort of thinking, 
Don't go in the trench. There's even one line in the movie that sounds exactly straight out of like A New Hope. It was like that's a direct, almost a direct ripoff. Um, and like that, you know, one guy's going to go straight ahead, and the other two are going to uh, back off and cover them from somewhere else. And it's like that's an exact copy from the original. Now whether that's meant to be a, a homage or these days, of course, how things get remade all the time and rebooted. Maybe it's the subtle way of rebooting it because there will be people who will see Force Awakens who may not have even seen the other six films. Um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And they're just coming into a brand new. So you notice in this film, there's actually a little bit of like, oh, here's the story so far in case you missed six movies and we'll just sort of drip feed you a little bit along the way. So uh, that's So you, you didn't like it because it was too much like the old ones? No, not because of that at all. I just found it was hard. And then some people don't like the prequels because they had too many new things. What the fuck do you guys want? I know. It's, what it's, the it's, fuck it's, do you want? Come on. It's, it's either difficult. too old, it's too new. Just watch a fucking movie, go home, fuck off. Because you we're know? fans. <laughs> you know, just watch the movie. <sighs> God damn it. You're right. Absolutely right. We should just watch it and just tune out afterwards and go, yeah, that was all good, and we'll just move on to something else. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Wait, don't you guys realise like, or notice that when they've blown up Starkiller Base, oh, it's the end of the movie, let's get the big throne room in titles, and all of a sudden we're run, running off to find Luke Skywalker. They didn't have this map. R2 just turns on for no apparent reason. Suddenly says, look, there he is. Off you go. And they just went. You know, he's been quiet for 30 years, and just suddenly, out of nowhere, he just I, switches on. I took the R2 thing that he was like processing... Like, it was a like, metaphor for like, the Force like, awakening. The Force is awakening. Well, no, I thought he was trying to work out the map, and that's and it why R two D two woke up. Like, like for the past like you know thirty years, he's had like just the rainbow wheel. That's like deep thought from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Is deep thought is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just sort of thinking. All of a sudden, oh, I got the answer. I, to me, to me, it was like because I mean, obviously, that's the name of the movie, The Force Awakens, and even the uh, you know Voldemort's dad is uh, he can sense it, and it's why you've got uh, Finn. You know, snatched up as a baby, raised to be a stormtrooper, and something awoke in him to say, I, I, this isn't right. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, Han Solo's kid is, is wrestling with it. Obviously, the dark kind of wins out, as, as we know now, maybe not. But to me, it was like uh, R2 is so connected to Luke. And Luke, obviously... And to the Force. And to the Force. Uh, he is. He, I think R2 is connected to the Force. And I think that, that Luke, obviously, the reason he came outside of his hut to stand on the thing, because he knew company was coming, because <laughs> he can sense, oh, shit, okay, we just defeat... Like, Luke can sense it. Uh, the Force... Anyone who's even remotely tied into the Force can sense it. And that's why R2-D2 just woke up. I... I, I like your enthusiasm. I, I want to see the behind-the-scenes clip when, you know the first scene where R2's in it, I think they pull the, the tarp up and, and BB-8 rolls up and then looks at him and R2 doesn't move and then that's the end of the scene. I want to see the behind-the-scenes clip where it's like, cut, and they open up the lid and you're like, nailed it, Kenny. Good one. <laughs> Did you guys somehow think that R2 was under, underutilised in this film? Like BB-8 was the star of the movie and they thought, well, we better put R2 and 3PO in as token gestures of the original trilogy. Well, I think, think, I think, just, well, here's what, here's what, but, but, but I think what they did, J.J. Abrams is doing what uh, Mr. Lucas did with the original three. <laughs> Very well too, by the way. Yes, doing a great job. 
I mean, episodes four, five, and six, George Lucas, sir, wrote those as a three-act play. Mm. So uh, A New Hope was act one, Strikes Back was act two, and, Retur- and Jedi was act three. So I think, to that's me, what that's what yeah. we're seeing. We're seeing this is the end of act one of a three-act three play. I will give props, and, and C-3PO, he, after that whole head-swapping incident in Attack of the Clones, I love the final sequence of Attack of the Clones, the last 40 minutes. Um, as Gilly said before, I did kind of stand up for most of that action. But... I um, I thought, and I, I was so over C-3PO after that. Like that whole, this is such a drag. That was stupid. Yeah. And when he first appeared and, and like leaned in in front of Leia and said, right. Captain Solo, you might not recognise me because of my red arm. I was like, he's back. He's been, <laughs> he's been working the open mics at Resistance Base. <laughs> he's got some new gear. Sure, it's prop comedy, but you know... You give what you take, yep. you know? Yep, and never revealed why the arm is red, so saved for... It's uh, actually in a two. comic, and for those who don't know, which hasn't been released yet, it comes out in February, why he's got the red arm. But hey, he's got a red arm, in case you didn't notice, because he's got to point it out. Well, let, let, me, ask you, let me ask you this, because I think... Um, do, you think do you think that part of... Because this one did harken back to the original one, right, so much. So do you think then... And if you were to watch... The, if they were to release uh, the first one today, there's some cheesy moments in it that we... I mean, because I remember as a kid hearing some adults go, yeah, this Star Wars thing, it's fine, it's a little cheesy. But we, as kids, were like, oh my God, this is so amazing. It's the best thing ever. It's the best yeah. thing ever. And that's obviously what we're bringing into these movies in one form or another. And also when we watched the re-releases when they came out, we laughed at the cheesy dialogue but we still love the movies all over again anyway. Right. So to me, this didn't have nearly as much of that. Like, it was just a better made film in terms of it didn't have as much cheesy stuff in it. It, it wasn't so, like, mm, cutesy for the kids. It's like, it was... And maybe kids are watching it going, oh, this new Star Wars thing, I don't think much of it, you know? Well, where are they... Think of that? Now it's, now it's kid film, adults going, I don't know, now it's adult film. Kids going, you know... Did you find perhaps some of the dialogue or the way the characters interact, especially with Finn and Ray, was very contemporary? So in 10 years, it's very contemporary. So in 10 years enough time, people say, people don't speak like that anymore. Well, yeah, there was, that, that's a great point. There was a couple of times where Finn said, man, I've had a messed up day. And I'm like, oh, really? And a long time ago, far, far away, people said like, oh, man, shit was whacked. Like, no way, dude. Because it really earthed it in a lot of ways. And you go, well, at least the original movies never did that. Not that I can recall. Although, in Empire Strikes Back, he goes, I'll see you in hell. And I remember when they re-released that, me and some friends yelled out, what's that? That's a Christian concept from a planet that hasn't been discovered yet. Mm. So... Okay, little religious study here for me. Sorry. <laughs> you know, maybe- Two thousand years ago, kids, uh, Abraham <laughs> walked on a mountain. Anyway, I didn't remember that shit. But that, that, so, and and I want to, I want to. So, so one thing Steele said that 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 your guys' organization is 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 the oldest Star Wars fan club in the planet. Oh, but wait, let's make sure it's not over though. No, no, it's not thing. over. No, okay, no not right. at all. No, not at all. Absolutely, yes, is the answer to your question. And for those who want for technicalities... I mean, say, you're stepping down as leader now because you hate the new film so much. No, right. no, no. <laughs> He's going to paint his arm red. I yeah. need yeah. to say I hate it. I just need to process it. We all no, no, no. We it's all either, have to do it either you like minutes. it or you hate it. There's no in-between. Uh, try or try not. There's no time. I wonder... Yeah. Here's my, here, before you say that, I want to I throw this out there. My guess is 
people such as yourself that are on the fence, I think you're going to watch it a couple more times and come around to it. And I say that because I've, I went through that not with any of these movies. I either love them or... I, you know what? That's not true. I went through that uh, with Jedi. I was like, oh, these stupid Ewoks, you know. Bing, 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 bing. And then because Fuck I, off back to America. Yeah, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. I said that when that movie first came out because I was 14 or something and I was sort of in that, oh, whatever. And then watched the movie again 10, 15 years later and went, the Ewoks are great. They're this badass, mean, you know, they're feisty. They're, and I, I came around on Jedi. I remember uh, I didn't like Empire as much when it first came out. And I came around on that. I thought, now I'm like, oh my God, they end it. You don't know. Is he his father? He lost his fucking hand. So do you think that potentially could happen for you and others with this? I think so. Um, I found with myself, like Phantom Menace came out. Didn't like it. Then suddenly it came around to... No, I'm not talking like, about those three on, bullshit no, no, movies. No, I'm, talking I'm, about... no, I'm swearing. I'm getting the point here. And yeah. I, I liked Phantom Menace. Apples and, and oranges. Apples and oranges. Then I swung right around. Then I, stop interrupting. And then I swung right around and actually I didn't like it again. So uh, I think you're right. Once time has passed, <laughs> people might go, you know, what's not so bad after all. Either that or they'll just say, no, it really didn't. It just didn't work. But I think, yeah, it has a chance to grow. It's a lot to absorb. You have to admit, don't you? There's so much to take in. Oh, yeah. All yeah, the new characters, true. all the yeah. new storylines, all the new bad guys are coming here and they go on there. And then it's a lot to sort of swallow. And um, yeah, I think it does take a, a few goes. I feel to, like it's a roller coaster. And the first, it's the, some amazing new roller coaster. And the, the first time you just go, oh, what the fuck was that? And then you ride it two and three and four times. You go, oh, I love that second. Because you're actually more aware of what's coming to sort so of, you, you can digest it as you're saying and, and, and go, oh, this part's coming up. I want to, oh, and pick up things that you missed the first time because you were just so. Like, I was just freaking out this whole time. Well, maybe that's why the originals work so well, because you didn't have to process anything. It was all just laid out in a line, and you just sort of followed along. You got to the end, you go, yeah, I understood everything. Well, when you saw there was a surprise. When you saw the first movie, there was no backstory. It was literally, everything was new. Like, there was no other movies or anything to reference. And so. they had no idea there was going to be a sequel, which is why they wrapped it up with the big awards ceremony, the galaxy saved, everything's good. And then, oh, it did well, and now we got to go find Vader and figure out what the fuck's happening. Where these, they know, I mean, they made these like with all three films yeah. release dates. There's, like, three, there's yeah. three plus spinoffs. Right. Yeah. Because as I was said to Steele once in one of his podcasts, remember Force Awakens technically shouldn't have happened. Jedi finished, everybody was happy, there's a big thing with the Ewoks and they're all singing songs. End of, the, end of the trilogy, the saga, it's all done and dusted. And then of course Disney come along, buy Lucasfilm, and then suddenly out of nowhere a new film trilogy has to be created, which means new good guys, new adversaries, new stories, and they've just got to bring it all back up again. And um, that's why you could almost potentially argue, well, how about you don't see the film at all and just pretend Jedi was still the end of the story. Well, now, George, and it all finishes happy. George, didn't you originally plan it to be nine movies? Uh, I plan to do uh, 25. Yeah. <laughs> 25 Ewok movies, is that right, man? Correct, correct. That sounds, uh, that sounds so good. That is great. Hey, uh, that's uh, the films that we've been making that no When are you see. seeing it again, Darren? Uh, funnily enough, I've got a gold, car, gold class screening on the 30th. It's the only time I could get a free uh, booking. So, But I had free tickets. That's the reason why I had to try and get, use them up before the end of the year. So, yes, I should be seeing it again. So, well, uh, yes. Hey, we've all got stuff going on. Stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank Darren Maxwell, everyone. Darren, thank you so much, man. Darren, can you Great. say that? Yeah. It was awesome. Darren, you're very brave to come on this stage and be a uh, prequels uh, sympathizer. 
It's like global warming deniers, but... Uh, the reason why I have that attitude... Uh, sorry, I'm just going to get a bit, a bit nerdy for these guys here for all of a sudden. What? Not here. i got to do it, man. Let me do it. Just just do it once, mate. Just let me, let me do it once. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, he's let me Go do it. it. Okay. Um, is the fact that everybody disses the prequels now. They hate them. They thought they were shit. They were crap, whatever. But at the time, and of course I was a part of the club at the time, and all this was building up, the fans were saying, wow, the new movies are coming. It's fantastic. It's great. After the fact, they said, no, nah, it was all crap. But at the time when it was all happening, when they were waiting for clones to be re- uh, released and Revenge of the Sith, fans were going apeshit. Well, it that like is the true. coolest thing in the world. And a lot of people are deniers. They say, well, no, I reckon it's all garbage. Like, no, it's bullshit because I was there and I saw it. And in our club, everything was building up to it. And that's why I've got a, lot, a soft spot for the prequels because I remember what it was like when they were coming out. There you go. That's All awesome, right. Darren. Right on. Let's, let's thank the awesome Darren Maxwell. Have you signed some... it? Oh, okay. Yep. Hey, how about we bring up this? I, I can't wait to talk to this guy. He has gone. He's been a guest of the podcast before. And he went into it somehow, amazingly, absolutely spoiler-free. And I mean... Any media whatsoever. He hasn't seen a, a trailer, a teaser, a toothbrush. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Please welcome from Tripod Gatesy. Great to have you, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Nice to meet you. How you doing, man? Hey. More like fan service awakens. I've done this before. Yeah. How are you, man? Gatesy, how much did you see beforehand? Like, I saw like, like, like we, 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 I, spoke, I, I haven't really seen you since comedy. Fa- I saw you once, yeah. and you were so drunk you couldn't recall <laughs> anything you'd seen for the past ten years. Yeah. But um, what did you? What had? What had you glimpsed at before the film? Um, I was at PAX a few, um, like a month ago. Was anyone at PAX? Yeah, I saw some action figures. And it was Finn, and I saw an action figure for Ray, and I went, "Oh, for fuck's!" <laughs> Seriously, I had no, I had no idea. Um, I, I, I'm, I've been trailer free for two and a half years. Wow, that's it. That's so now, let me ask you this: If you were in a movie, and like any of the movies, I think Skyfall showed it or whatever. Mate. Did, you just did you walk out, or did you not see those movies, or how uh, did you avoid the trailers? Well, you haven't sense? seen a movie for two and a half years. It, well, no, that... I've seen. I, I really upset a friend of mine, uh, Hamo. He, he, he taught me, uh, Justin Hamilton. You know, anyone know Justin Hamilton committee? Um, I went to see, I think, uh, a film with him anyway. And in the trailer, I had to, he said, just fucking put on your headphones because I'm just fucking, oh no. So I actually got my phone out, put in my headphones just for the trailers and keep my eyes shut. Like some fucking mentalist. <laughs> Seriously, it's a problem. Even on the, I was so petrified on the bus ride here that people would be pontificating about what they saw in the trailer that would somehow um, tarnish my view of, this, uh, of the movie. It was... By the way, George, can I ask you a question? Sure, please. You um, made an amazing universe. Thank referencing, you. Referencing um, some of the great films of, in cinematic history. Mm. What's it like having a film um, like Force Awakens reference your movies? Well, you know, I think uh, it's like it was like watching my ex-wife be tag teamed by a bunch of guys. Yeah, um, I absolutely agree. 
I absolutely agree. By a giant mouse. <laughs> it, it was, was beautiful. It, it was yeah, yeah, and Goofy and everybody mm. just... Yeah. <laughs> What's, what is and everybody's cheering. All my friends are like, yeah, yeah, give it to her. You know, like yeah. just brutal. Everyone's having a good old time. Yeah. What's amazing about not knowing anything about the, the, the trailer, I, I, was, I didn't see the trailer, and even um, at St Kilda Junction today, I saw a, a billboard that, and I, from my peripheral, I saw the Star Wars and the colour scheme of what I believed to be the poster, and immediately my eyes went, no, because I don't even want to know who's in it. And I know it was ruined for me in a way that, you know, Han and, and Leia and all those old characters were coming back. But so Star so Wars wait. was ruined because Han Solo was no, there. Well, so well, how did you drive? <laughs> <laughs> I used the Force. Yeah. <laughs> but, and um, a lot of insurance. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it was kind of like weird for me because watching the film tonight, in what I believe to be the best venue to watch such an epic movie, one of the biggest fucking cinemas in the Southern Hemisphere... Wasn't that grand? Wasn't that grand? Yeah, that was, that was great. awesome. That was great. I really felt like we were part of something really special, and I, I, I loved that. But, um, yeah, I lost my way. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it was just uh, seeing these major figures come into play. All I was thinking about was, oh, okay, Leia's coming up. Well, well Han's in it quite a bit. It's Han's journey. But I, all knew, I, I already knew that Luke was going to be involved. So it was kind of like at the end when you saw him on that beautiful mountaintop. And it was a beautiful moment. Go that again. was you for the past two years. <laughs> that was fucking me. Just waiting there. You know, checking my apps. Just eating you know? your robot hand skin. And just <laughs> Absolutely. Like... Going, fucking show up. Come on, I've been waiting here a long time. But yeah, it was... It was um, it's, a, it's a beautiful movie, but I think it, um, it's kind of like a reboot. In, in, in the way that it's uh, eating its cake and having it too. Yeah. It is almost a, it is almost a reboot. Like a, a, like a, you know, and I loved it, but it, it, there is so much of a, like a re, it is almost a reimagining. Exactly. Of All well, of the sequences you love were beautifully filmed once again by JJ. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, this is, this is a fair question. Like, do you, I mean, had JJ... Because obviously that, that, that had to have been figured into the discussion of, of, of doing this kind of, it's sort of a reboot a little bit, kind of a continuation of the story, but a little bit of a reboot. Like had they gone just straight continuation for just us, for all of us who grew up with it, was that, I mean, would that have been servicing the new wave of fans who are just getting pulled into this universe? I kind of just wanted a new story. I just wanted a continuation of the story mm -hmm. without it harkening back so heavily Right. on the reference material. I, That's interesting. Yeah, I like I loved it. I was I was sort of so like tired and and like then I was I was sort of a bit numb like when when someone referenced the soundtrack before I was like I I really don't remember any music at all. Yeah, I know. I think that's the thing like we all need to see it two and three four times yeah, I just really remember hearing John Williams' theme a bunch of times. Right. Yeah. The one thing that got me as a little bit weird was when they were hatching their plan and it was a bit of a like a CSI sort of everyone jumped <laughs> in and went and like and I can do this and we can like it was sort of like a such a committee meeting of everyone throwing in ideas and there's yeah. there's people from fucking lost saying shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
What it was was a, a an exposition party. Oh. Yeah, is really what it was. It was the quickest Whoa. way to get through and all the exposition. just like, hey, there's General Akbar, and the old oh, gang yeah, yeah, yeah. is here. And Paul Han when he's when he's walking, doing all of that exposition, you know, to 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 Ray and 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 Finn. I was just thought, oh fucking Harrison, I'm so sorry. You know, you have to do all of this backstory. And I'm going, yeah, you'd be proud of that moment, I'm sure. Yeah. All of that exposition. You love that shit. That's all it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Push the plot forward, and who cares who these people are and what they care about? Exactly. <laughs> there's, but you know what? there's no growth. A person can go from not wanting someone to die to killing a whole bunch of kids in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. That's, that's how you do it. Do you, remember, do you remember us at the Comics Lounge? And you were, you were talking with Justin Hamilton about the, the, the broadsword. Yeah. You know, the, and I just went, fucking, fucking, come on! And walked away like a retard. <laughs> um, I love the broadsword. I like the fact that um, these two new people who sense the force or just get the force from the ground, they've, they've looked up the force on Wikipedia and gone, yeah, I'll give that a crack. And they're pimping their lightsabers up, fucking, yeah, let's do that. I loved it. I must admit, like, when you talk about Wikipedia in, in real life things, when, when Finn had crash-landed and he was walking through, walking through the desert of Jakku, like, just throwing stormtrooper shit on the ground, I'm like, that'd be worth a fair bit on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> like, those scavengers don't know what they're missing out on. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to cut to him again, still taking off the armor. There were so many pieces. Like, <laughs> oh, but so am I to take that you missed the f- opening crawl? I, I sort of caught the end. How good was the crawl? Well, we all cheered, didn't yeah. we? And yeah. it's like perfect exposition. It set the scene. And that um, appearance of the Star Destroyer. Man, yeah. <laughs> and the way they did it, how are they going to do it? As good as 1977, when I was five years old, seeing that fucking ship going across that in my head. How are they going to do it? Oh, change perspective. Well, it was perfect. Yeah. Just have you and bo- me, let's have a beer. It just like blocked out that moon or whatever. Oh, like yeah, that yeah. was awesome. So good. So exciting. I got so many chills. Like, I mean, even when when Han Solo first starts kind of explaining why Luke split, mm. like I was like, oh god. Like oh. He went through the same thing. Ben did a little bit. I, I don't know, like, oh, and he... he it's like you want to hear this backstory. Like yeah, it's just like, it's gut-wrenching. And just, yeah. I don't know, him and Leia sounds like they're not working out. I don't know, it was, yeah. it was all very that, emotional. How did he pick really... that specific mountain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stay we... Um, yeah, we gotta can, I just, can I just say one more thing sure. I love about the first act? The TIE Fighters. How good was it seeing TIE Fighters kick ass? Yeah. Really? Playing TIE Fighter the game mm-hmm. 20 years ago. It was great, man. I mean, all that and, and getting in back inside the TIE Fighter and yeah. seeing all that and, and then... Seeing an X-Wing TIE Fighter battle over the surface of a planet. Shit, yeah. That yeah. was really was cool. So yeah, good. going through the, 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 the crashed ships and all that. Yeah. Was, when, they were, when they were chasing Millennium Falcon, that was great. Well, we should, uh, we're running out of time, so I'll bring on some new guests rather sharply. But thank you so much, Gatesy. I love your enthusiasm. And uh, I'm glad Thanks, now we guys. can Thanks, talk dude. Star Wars. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, let's bring up a, uh, someone that sat next to me at a, a previous Star Wars premiere. Uh, I hope... Yes, uh, he's still here. And he is. Uh, you might know him from the band Something for Kate. He's a great Star Wars fan and a long-time friend of mine. Please welcome to the stage, Paul Dempsey.
Hi. What do you think, Paul? Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I did feel like I'd seen it before. Uh, large sections of it, uh, as you've been discussing. Dempsey loves Pirate Bay, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Even the psychic Pirate Bay. Um, yeah, no, they were, you know, just, you know, kind of rural desert bogan meets droid. Chaos ensues. Okay, for our fans listening in America, explain what a bogan is. Uh, that, a that, that's me and Paul's youth. Yeah, yeah, that's like bogan. your r- version of like a redneck outpost kind of a thing? Yeah, rural hick meets droid. Chaos ensues. Suddenly everyone's standing around a hologram. So there's droids in the outback? What the fuck is going on? So yeah? suddenly everyone's standing around a hologram discussing where the exhaust chute is <laughs> and... So, and they blow the thing up and everyone wins. Uh, I did like hands sort of like, you can always blow it up. There's always a way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, precisely. Yeah. The other thing I got was Han Solo with the grey hair. And, like there were so, so many comedy moments between mm-hmm. him and Chewbacca. Like it was, it was constant. It was like I was starting to get... Like, if Paul Schaefer was a Wookiee, <laughs> it was like Letterman Schaefer kind he's, of just this constant, he's, like, he's looking actually at each the, other going... <laughs> he's actually the polar opposite. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's more like the, uh, the, the you know, the woman who ran the dive bar. Uh, Maz Kanata. Exactly. I love her. I, I also liked that I think maybe what they missed in The Phantom Menace was for people seeing it for the first time, seeing a Star Wars film for the first time, Maz Kanata had a a pretty sweet riff about the Force and to <laughs> mystify it and stuff like that. And again, we have to reiterate, not one mention of midichlorians. Yes. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, <laughs> all I wanted to do was just explain everything so there are no loose ends. Yeah. Well, at least I didn't want anyone working out the Force by themselves. This is what the Force is. There, there won't be any angry tweets from Richard Dawkins. No. Yeah. What? Anybody? No. <laughs> Dempsey. Richard Dawkins references at four twenty-four at a Star Wars. <laughs> hey, I'm going to bring up um, someone else who I'm very excited that got to make it. He's uh, a great Star Wars fan and is uh, pretty uh, pretty fond of those Wookies. Welcome to the stage, Dave Callan. <laughs> Hey. What do you think, Dave? I can tell you one thing I liked and one thing I didn't like, if you like. One, I like the fact that Hoth and the Death Star have had a baby. (laughs) 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 They must have fucked in the interim. And one thing I didn't like was Kylo Ren, when he was sword fighting Rey and Finn, they were able to hold their own against him. And he... Like, they wouldn't have any fencing training, and he had his own custom-built sword, which suggests that he had. And I don't know if you've ever had a sword fight against someone who knows what they're doing with their own custom-built sword, but I Only at a urinal! (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying Kylo Ren's like Bernard Tomic with a Ferrari. He's like, you know, it's just too much, too much too soon. Yeah, I reckon He's got all this power and all this, but but he doesn't have the skill, he doesn't have the... The patience, the, the composure. Was that a fucking sporting reference? <laughs> I, I will say no more. <laughs> I, 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 I would agree with mm. the sword fighting thing. I, I feel like they needed to explain. It seemed like the stormtroopers were trained in some sort of 
sword fighting type practice and maybe they needed to explain that maybe just drop a line in because you know that other yeah. stormtrooper that fought him with the the oh the, the pneumatic tonfa yeah the giant thing he was swinging around that was bad so, so they maybe needed to point out that he was trained in that and that would allow him but the 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 ray thing is very interesting that she instantly well she was very good with the bow staff so you know the oh, spear you know she's used to using weapons I can't believe I'm trying to help out this new film right now. <laughs> no. She was incredible, though. Daisy, pick pick Daisy this Ridley motherfucker was... apart. Go for it. I think the, the one thing I think we as Star Wars fans have lost, and I think this might sink in a little bit more over the next few days, is we've lost the opportunity to see Han Solo and Luke Skywalker together again. Yeah. You know, just, just even chatting, just catching up, and just maybe saying goodbye to each other or fighting unless, side unless by side again. Unless they turn blue. <laughs> We, we might get the blue versions of them. Oh, the, like the, the blue Avatar versions. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you never know. Luke might be able to do some sort of... Uh, you Jedi know, resurrection yeah, trick. Yeah, Jedi resurrection or talk to the dead or some shit. They might... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be flashbacks, I think. You don't know the Force. Yeah. I was okay with Han Solo's death, though, because like, he's getting on, and, and like, surely this galaxy has nursing homes. And he could have ended up in one of those. I mean, at least he did die like a hero in a, you know, sort of great climactic final scene. He could have got Alzheimer's. <laughs> what? Just him and Chewbacca just walking around eating pudding and robes. Boy, that'd be enticing. That'd be awesome. At least it was, it was exciting. Now, George, did you storyboard any of those scenes? Uh, yeah, uh, I did. On my little legal pads, uh... And I'm glad how it worked out. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. <laughs> Have you got Alzheimer's? <laughs> I, yeah, speaking of Alzheimer's. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so, Callan, thumbs up or thumbs down? I feel like uh, my thumb's in the middle a bit. I'm kind of upset about the whole Leia and Han thing. You know, I was hoping to see them together again. That was a big thing for me. So that's kind of devastated me a bit. But um, it was really, it was a fun ride, wasn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the whole year and a half's been a pretty fun ride, yeah? Yeah. 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 Dempsey, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, thumbs up. Loved it. And uh, George Lucas, CGI thumbs up or down? I'll give him a thumbs up. You know, well done, JJ. Good work. You know, I'm, I'm passing it on. Yeah, you know, take it, do whatever the fuck you want to do with it, you know. <laughs> so, so basically, just like a hey JJ, thanks for gangbanging my wife. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Bend the back. Here's some condoms. Go for it. <laughs> Have a good we like Dave Cowan and Paul Dempsey. We signed the post up. Sign the board. Oh, thank you. All right. Is is Mason still here? Are you when? <laughs> All right, I want to get up someone that his whole thing was on the podcast. Um, what if it's just a film? I just want him to answer this question. Uh, he's from the very popular Weekly Planet podcast. Please welcome my buddy, Nick Mason. A fire up, Star Wars fans! <laughs> hey, friends, what's going on? Was it just a film? It was not just a film. I am a renowned non-fan of Star Wars. It's okay, you don't have to know who I am. Um, but, look, I, I am firmly of the belief that up until this point, like two-thirds of the filmic output of Star Wars has been total garbage. 
I really, really enjoyed this film. I thought it was great. I'm going to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) He's done it. What was uh, the high points, low points? Oh, my goodness. You know what the low point was? I was talking to somebody about this earlier. The low point was when uh, Han has made the noble sacrifice. Uh, He's done. And then uh, we all return back to the the resistance base. And Chewie just just does the blank on Princess Leia. He just walks past. There's no there's no interaction whatsoever. It was very it was quite bizarre. Like that. No no no. When, when Hans died, and then and and Chewie Chewie returns, and they don't. And Ray and, and Leia they share a hug, but hey, Chewie we all we all grieve past. in different ways. Mm, that's so true. You know, so who knows how how the the Wookie, grieves. the Wookiee grieving process. Wookiee grieving process. Yeah, you just go for a walk by yourself, and you know, just sort <laughs> some stuff out, drink a whole. Then thing I of blue have no milk. objections. I uh, Chewbacca might have just walked off and gone. Life debt done. <laughs> 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 I'm a free Wookiee now to walk about. Um, so, on the podcast, is it going to get a positive review? I think so. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was great. Very fantastic. Very. That's, that's all I have. It's. Uh, it, it's a return to form, in my opinion. I know people have been waiting 30 years for that, and there it is. I mean, it, 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 the objection would be that it's, oh, there's, a, you know, there's another Death Star, and there's another et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's you know, another journey through the desert, and et cetera. But I think you need those elements in Star Wars. You don't need trade federations. You don't need tariffs. You don't need all that sort of stuff. You don't need your racial stereotypes and all that sort of thing. You need... George? I'm sorry, George. There are racial stereotypes in this film. <laughs> I saw them. We all saw them. I didn't need to say what they are, but we saw them. <laughs> because if you say what you think they are, then you reveal how racist you really are. <laughs> but I saw some. And tariffs are great fun. <laughs> I don't think you've experienced tariffs like I have, so... You know, you write what you know. <laughs> And I know, I know tariffs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I look forward to talking to you more about this, but please thank Nick Mason. <laughs> and let's get up. He was up here before, apparently, and he is someone that sort of is not that into Star Wars, but got captivated by the enthusiasm of Star Wars. Please welcome back Jonathan Schuster. Johnny. Yeah, sorry about the Jar Jar thing. It sucked. Oh, man, that was brutal. <laughs> sorry. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. hey. What'd you think? Hey, John. Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Just, uh, man, I feel like this is, and I was just talking about it 10 seconds ago, I feel like this is what you would have when you saw the original one like this was everything that happened there was like they just brushed past to like on oh, that war that happened and I was like what fucking war what <laughs> war was it and then they're just like that thing with the two red eyes that came out of the sand I was like what the fuck is that I <laughs> oh, want to know was what awesome. that, I was like what is that sick thing and then for some reason sand just blows up for no reason I was like oh man this is it was great anyway I loved it thank you yeah. <laughs> 
And what did you think about the the vibe at the at the cinema with everyone? So oh anti- man, I thought you were a bunch of nerds, but I love you all. <laughs> well, oh, you fucking you know what feels good, and I'm really happy for you. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. I got emotional. I don't know if it's a b- recent breakup, but I got emotional three times. <laughs> man, that bit where she grabs a. And you think it's going to be... Co- oh, man, it was sick. Oh, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. That is a pretty good review. Uh, we'll go get a couple more guests on, but please thank Jonathan Schuster and Nicholas Mason. Please sign the poster. We've got, I think, one more guest in, and please welcome my good friend, comedian Tom Bella. I better be interesting because I can feel a vibe in the room of going, this guy better be better than sleep at this point, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, there's a lot of pressure here. (laughs) Now, Tom, was I sitting next to you in the cinema? I can't Uh, even remember. There was a lady and then there was you, but I certainly heard you. (laughs) 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 It's just this, whenever a new character or name was revealed, it was just, oh, just that. And it made me feel good inside. (laughs) Deep inside. My review of the film, uh, not enough white people for my liking. I, um, it was fucking multicultural propaganda. <laughs> Can we talk about the fucking Nazi moment on when they're just about to fire off the big fu- How full on was that? was like full on Hitler and they all did the little salute thing. Oh, I thought, you th- I thought you meant the Nazi moment was when they tried to gas the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, I Should th- we be home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your clothes, put the jewelry in the other bin. So I guess everyone has their own favorite Nazi moment from the show. <laughs> <laughs> but the Reich of Vacants. Sorry. Sorry, George, you were going to say. I was just going to say if you reveal which Nazi moment is yours, that shows how anti Semitic you really are. Um, <laughs> Here, here. <laughs> Trump 16. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. What was your favourite moment, Tom? Um, Ray getting that motherfucking lightsaber was pretty great. Um, I love, you know, the continuing charting of the family tree. I'm enjoying that. I look forward to that continuing over the next uh, few sequences. Um, I mean, yeah, the reveal of the Millennium Falcon, I honestly did not see that coming at all. I thought that was a throwaway line about a garbage ship, and then it was there with the motherfucking top, and uh, <laughs> we were ready to party. Um, I think we figured out what's made the Stormtroopers such shitty aims for all these years. It's wearing the suit, because as soon as soon as Flynn, Finn was out of that suit, he was fucking shooting them at like Red Francetta. But all the other ones were still the worst shot in the entire world. So yeah, all those, the armor. those helmets just make everybody like bumbling, like I can't see straight. Well, the, so they just and shoot the armor apparently useless anyway. <laughs> yeah, put this on; it'll slow you down and Have make you, ever you seen blind. Seen a stormtrooper get shot and they go, "Oh, that didn't hurt," and just keep going. No, they never. Get, no. But, well, yeah, what the fuck is the point of that armor? It's made of well, plastic. if you ever get in a fight in an Apple store, you'll blend in perfectly. <laughs> Did you have any problems with hyperspacing into the gravity of a planet? That I don't know anything about physics. That feels uh, real wrong. That was a little bit season four Star Trek episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that was that was that was tough. Also, when that entire planet exploded and the X-wing's just flying out, like we we did it. I'm like, surely they're going to be sucked into some kind of black hole situation. 
Anyway, look, it was cool with the lasers and shit, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lasers and Nazis. What the fuck else do you want? You know what I mean? Together at last. Next thing you're going to say is there's no sound in space. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I am really interested to see where it, where, where it goes and where, where that villain, what that villain's motivation is. If he's just ruling the galaxy... A little boring to me. I think that's the new challenge. Is like, what's the actual the f- driving force of of you know fucking shit up Nazi stuff? Yeah. I, I think they did a great job, and and it, it hurts me that we didn't get to see uh, Luke and Han reunite because even at, at the premiere to see photos of them together sure. was you know quite a an emotional thing just to you know see them back together and people have been you know photoshopping it with photos of them back in the seventies and stuff like that. So it is like, you know, it serves a story, but it is a big shame we don't get to see them, you know, meet up again, you know, like uh, in, in Jedi where they, you know, they, you know... Oh, I thought you were helping me out with a the scene there, and I'm like, yeah, you know that scene in Jedi where they order two Scotch and Cokes? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a great scene. <laughs> I thought that was happening too. Like two scotch and cokes. I don't fucking remember that in Jedi. Mm, How drunk you are. Like, oh. But um, it is great that they, you know, we had our hand film and then now we've got the The next one's going to be the Luke film. And I, I, to to me, like, I'm, that's why I was crying afterwards when, when Hans, the fact that Han Solo was dead is because we're not going to get those moments. And I, I. What a faggot. I'm allowed to say that. I'm sorry. You're a little bit <laughs> He's gay. It's his word. It's fine. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> so tired. Too tired for homophobia. <laughs> I'm too t- you're never too tired for homophobia. Am I right, you fucking queers? Um, but, uh, but, no, I mean... Everybody like, in their head is going, edit point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, to me, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not disappointed. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm not disappointed from just like a, a film fan's point of view that, oh, we're not going to see Luke and Han together or Leia and, and, and Han together again. Um, I'm excited to see what we're going to reveal uh, from Luke about all this shit that went down between the end of Jedi and this to where, why he split. What's going on? What really actually turned, you know, Han Solo, Han Solo and, and Princess Leia's kid to the dark side? Like, what the fuck? Do you want to say Han and Leia in marriage counseling? Yeah, <laughs> just try to work through their issues. <laughs> this was so be great. You babied him too much. Oh, enough! Yeah. Like, are they gonna? <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I think it's and, and and he always has a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to be the princess. Just ask her. If she doesn't get in her way, then all of her buns get in a little fucking twist. Yeah. I um, love you. I said I know, bitch. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, too much. Uh, my issue's there. I hope Han comes back as a force ghost because he's no. such a cynic. I think he'll just be like, this is fucking bullshit. Just looking at himself, staring through his hand, going, this is no good at all. What do you think about that? Han Solo force ghost, George? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Bring Han back. Uh, you know, just get them to come in and say, hey guys, I'm here. They can have their scotch and cokes and everyone happy. You, know? <laughs> you guys, well, if I direct the film, I give you what you fucking want and you'd be like, oh, that was bad. So, it, fuck you. If you close your eyes when George Lucas talks, he sounds like Rain Man. <laughs> someone, yeah. Yeah. someone drop a whole bunch of matches. You know? 
or a really stoned Xavier Michelades. And then you'll and then you'll make a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing you to Vegas with me, George. <laughs> All right, I've got. I've been told to bring on one more guest. Um, I'm not sure. Just really quick, Blondie, is she still here? Yeah. Oh, yay. Okay. Blondie has a surprise for you from one of the upcoming Star Wars films, and she would like to read something out to you. Okay, well, okay. she's the future wife. Yeah. Hi there. Still, from one rogue to rogue number one, may the nuptial force be strong with this one, else the dark side beckons. From Melbourne to Hollywood, back to Melbourne. Best of mate, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. Ah. That's awesome. That is great. He better not die in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so cool. So that pretty much guarantees he's going to be on the podcast. Pretty much, you guys. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much, Tom Bella. And also a huge thanks to George Lucas. Thank you, George. Sign the poster, George. And Andy Sederica's belly. Keep it going for Andy Sederica's belly. Sign it, George. This is outstanding. Nice work. Here's the deal. Uh, George, you just signed it, George. (laughs) (laughs) Someone might think it's one of the Beatles. He didn't put THX 1138. (laughs) Yeah. It's implied. Yeah. (laughs) So, Graham, Chris, you've traveled halfway across the world to experience this film after uh, like a two-year journey. And I have to say, I, I was kind of sad this week um, that both, you know, for The, for the Force Awakens and, and The Wedding, that, like, I love looking forward to things. I love salivating and, 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 and just thinking about stuff. And it is a little bit sad that it's, you know, we've done it. You know, we have a lot of other films to watch, but this was a very special time. How do you feel after travelling halfway across the world to hang out with um, a bunch of pretty fucking great people in a bar at four in the morning? Would do it again in a heartbeat. Yes. This was really awesome. So cuff up five grand, you guys. (laughs) I, I cannot say, like, this is one of the coolest things, uh, you know, podcasting has literally taken us around the world. I yeah. mean, we went to Sydney and the Outback and Tokyo to do earbuds. Graham, we all have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we... <laughs> We're going to be selling merch after the show. We've got some film nerd shirts. Um, but no, man, it's, it's like this just is... The culmination of like everything that's great, which is Star Wars and podcasting and podcast and Star Wars fans. It is the coolest thing that there's people doing this. Like everyone was so fired up, everyone in costume, 
people coming up going, hey, Chris and Graham, thanks for flying this out. I mean, it's like, this is this is one of those moments that you just, I personally am never going to forget. It was yeah. so great. And you didn't even seem that bummed that they got the names the wrong way around. That was great. Yeah, who gives a shit? Um, yeah. I just figured it was an Australian thing. You know how the drains work differently? I didn't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. They're going to switch us up. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 the coolest thing, and and like we cannot say again that thank you to Eric Cullen who paid for us to come yeah, here. Yeah, that was awesome. This is the coolest thing, podcast fans. You guys are the best, and he's unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I mean, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you for all, all these Australians. You guys are are awesome, and thank you, Steel, for just like letting us just yeah, we're coming to your thing, like just uninvited <laughs> guests just showing up. So I've, I've heard about your country's nuclear weapons. So uh. <laughs> by the way, we're we're uh, we're both best men at your wedding. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, um, it, it's been like for such a, a silly idea, and then for you guys to jump on that idea, it is bizarre that we're all here at quarter to five. In the morning. I'm, I'm flashing to when I was in Jackie's apartment in Hollywood when, we were, when I was on Steel Wars and, and just went, yeah! And I'm putting that image next to this one in my head and it's... And I don't want to get to... I, I, I mean, in that one we were naked. I don't yeah. know if anybody knows that. But <laughs> I, um, I've done a lot of interviews about Star Wars over the past week and thought about it a fair bit. And I think that the whole image of Luke looking towards the twin sons, of, of Ray looking towards the ship taking off and just going, I've got an idea. Let's do it. You know, let's do it. Is a pretty inspiring one. And I think a lot of people have been affected by Star Wars in that way. To go live out their dream and, 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 and be more than maybe what they're meant to be. And so it's so cool you guys came. I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Seamus O'Toole's Irish Pub in Knox. Um, yeah. Garth and Jason. And just real quick, you don't need to say, if it's called Seamus O'Toole's, we kind of get it's an Irish pub. You know what I mean? It's not like Seamus O'Toole's computer repair. Such a dick. <laughs> I hope he does run the country and just totally fucks you over. <laughs> You are one suntan away from being mistaken for a Mexican, buddy. <laughs> You're going to be building that wall and jumping on the other side. <laughs> Those guys have been so cool and it could not happen without them and, and, and so many other people. Uh, uh, Jackie and, and PRK and, and Paul and uh, everyone... Um, Laura at the L- bus. L- Laura that did the bus and the bus company was super cool. Um, we've got Nath up there. We've got Dan doing social media. It, it's just... And, and, and I'm... It's fucking five o'clock in the morning. I will be forgetting people. But, um, you know, there's, there's Steph and Adam and, and so many people. And just, like, this thing only could happen because of the enthusiasm from the fans that, like, we'd mention it on the podcast and everyone would get on Facebook or Twitter and go... Yeah, yeah, do that, do that. And it's like, okay, we're, we're up for it. So um, thank you guys. Give yourselves a fucking huge round of applause and everyone that helped. We should, if this is a, a simulcast, so uh, for my listeners, Comedy Film Nerds, they review films every week with different guests and it's always awesome. It was like 
I was thrilled to be a guest a couple of times. It was, it was super cool to be in Australia and hear your podcast and come over to um, anywhere USA, Sherman Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that you came out and be a part of this. Dude, thank you for having us. And you know, to any of our comedy film nerd fan listeners who, you know, if you haven't checked out Steel Wars, it is, it is pure Star Wars nerd love yep. front you know, front to back, and you know, you've also Green Guide Letters is hilarious. That's really fun. One you've too. been in the, the yeah. LA Podfest the last two years, and you know, we love we love this like across the ocean yeah. thing. It's fucking great. So thanks thank for you. having thanks us. Thanks for having us, man. We should. <laughs> this is what podcasting is all about. Yeah. Come up with a freak weird idea and just do it. Yeah. Hell yeah! Now, when I conceived this, I had a vision. And it was inspired by one of our very loyal listeners who always comes to the live shows, Catherine, who... uh, Give a round of applause for Catherine. Hey! She is... It's like, it's it's so cool that, like, I don't know, just the fans can do the things. She's got a a knitted Kylo Ren lightsaber. Oh, I thought that was a dildo. I couldn't tell... Now, my closing dream was, to no surprise, to have 200 idiots at 5am all join together to sing the Ewok celebration song, (laughs) Yub Nub. So, I would love for you to join me. We've had... Whoa, we have had a huge Star Wars celebration this year. It's capped off by tonight, and it's time to sing the Ewok celebration song. Nath, if you can be so kind. I don't know when to start. Don't forget those sweet five-star reviews on iTunes. Yeah, like us on Facebook. <laughs> yup, yup. Eat up, yup. Toby, 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 no one said it was going to be easy. Check your coated end Each up a glower. Thank you, comedy film nerds. Still was. <laughs> the 
this has been the best. This has been so great. Uh, thank you, Steele. This is a uh, you know this is our episode 300. So for from the comedy film nerd side, thank you, Steele, and all you guys. And this is how we end every episode. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. I'm Steele Saunders, and, and remember, remember, Han shot first. Thank the, you, Australia. And the Greedo never shot. Yeah, Greedo's a pussy. <laughs> thank you so much. May the force be with you all. Oh, and we do have T-shirts. That wasn't a joke. Yeah, we, we do got have some them. shirts for 20 if you want to buy. I know you're tired, but we got some stuff. <laughs>